All right. What is going on, you silly bastards? It's Friday, and it's fucking freezing. Anyway, we got plenty to talk about tonight anyways. We'll warm it all up here. We got NXT. We got SmackDown. Triple H talks about Velveteen Dream. WWE and NXT injuries. Wednesday night's ratings. They're not good. TakeOver. Vengeance Day predictions. Rick Steiner's son. Possibly WWE bound Strowman dealing with a blood infection. All that and more coming up right now. You are rolling with Boxman and Smark. We are your Dirty Dudes.
Fat bottom girls, you do make the world go around. That's right. God damn. Fuck, I miss Queen. God damn, I miss Freddie Mercury. Anyway, what is going on, everybody? Friday night, dirt sheet dudes. I'm Boxman. Hope y'all are doing well. It is fucking cold around here. Uh, Smart, how's it going? What's up? It's been going pretty good around here. Yeah. We had a... 130 car pile up yesterday down here in Fort Worth. I saw that. I mean, I, you know, not saw it on Twitter. Mm hmm. I was uh, down there the day before, right down to that area. Hmm. Kind of just, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. Just kind of scary when, you know, you're like, oh shit, I was right there. But uh, I think there were six people in total that, uh, that died in that accident. But it was crazy to see and i was watching people had videos of it and i'm you know just the trucks couldn't stop well what's interesting about that though is that it it did of course happen in texas so everybody was fine following the car accident but after people started getting out of the car and shooting at each other that's when the six fatalities came into play (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) you motherfucker didn't watch where you're going No, it was it, it was bad. It was hard to watch, and it was bad. But I couldn't believe the videos that I was seeing. I was like, my God, people are just taking videos. Get the fuck out and help people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, God damn, turn your phones off and help some people. That's what you're supposed to fucking do in this world. God damn. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, we had a bad, 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 bad pileup uh, down in Fort Worth. So I don't know, man. You got 130 cars, I guess, you know. That few deaths is 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 good, I guess. I'm gonna have to check on Twitter now. I didn't I didn't know that, that I knew that that happened. I didn't know it was in Texas. Oh yeah, right in Fort Worth. I don't. I don't want. I'm not trying to like speculate or cause any problems or drama or nonsense or what have you. But have we heard from Papa Dave? No, but that was past where he lives. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure where he works. But I know that's south of where he lives, so Papa Dave should be good. He should be fine. Should be. Okay. Um, Very good. Very but good. no, haven't heard. Not sure. But uh, yeah, I woke up to that news yesterday. That was happening in the morning. So, ah, crazy stuff, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy time. So, all right. I guess we can go ahead and knock out plugs, and I guess we'll start with NXT. Sounds that works. Good. Yeah, we'll get an NXT, then we'll do some predictions. Uh, actually, we'll start with ratings, then we'll get an NXT, then we'll do predictions. How about that? Uh, so there we go. That's how we'll work it. So let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to go ahead and knock out some plugs. Cheese Man Mojo and G-Wiz, they are the high marks. You should be listening if you are not. Get to Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Two T's in Mitt. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Sunday. You can catch them right there. And Smart's got more times for you coming up. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhuman Experience. Go. Subscribe. Be ready. Be prepared. You have to be. So do it. Inhuman Experience, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, you got the Unscripted Wrestling, Everything Unscripted Wrestling podcast. You got Eric, Doug, Daniel, all those crazy guys over there. 
find them on Blog Talk Radio and all the usual podcast platforms. And Stephen Milan, we appreciate you sharing this show. Letterboxdboxd.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. That's where you can get him over there reviewing films. And you can always find us on Spreaker, Facebook, Dirt Sheet Dudes right there. And you can get us on uh, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Anchor, TuneIn, Player FM. Go for it, Yes, sir. Monday, 8.30 in the Middle Podcast Network right here on Mixwood. Be sure to check out Cheese and Sports with the Cheese Man, Cheese Master, Cheeseman. And be sure to check out Thursdays also on the Metal Bit Podcast Network, the Moderg City Machine Guns with Derek and Mojo. And last, but certainly not least, be sure to check out our friends at the Planet Raconteur Podcast Planet. Welcome to our podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Day, and Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. Look, we are in February. You know you've already failed your New Year's resolutions. You've been drinking again. You stopped going to the gym. You put on extra weight. More weight than before. You fucking, you done blew it. But you could still be a better person like you planned on being coming into this new year. And all you gotta do is just subscribe to Planet Rat on Tour because Season 2 is coming and you best be ready for it. So go ahead and do that wherever you get your gosh darn podcast. There you go. Can't get any better than that. That's Man, cool. talking about New Year's resolutions. Jeez. You blew it! Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you blew it. You know they did. You blew it. All right. So there we go. Let's get into some stuff here. Like I said, we got plenty of wrestling to get into tonight. Not... Even on a slow news week, we dug a few things out we're definitely going to get into with you guys. Um, so definitely happy about that. But let's go ahead and start right now with the ratings. Wow. Uh, Indeed, yes. Well, I mean, listen, we talked about AEW uh, Wednesday night. Good show. I watched NXT mostly today. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good show. Now... AEW did 741,000 viewers. Uh, NXT did 558,000. Mm-hmm. That's 1.299, not even 1.3 million. Lowest combined total since the Wednesday night wars, you know, finger quote, started. Lowest. Right. Uh, listen, you can sit there, oh, the impeachment trial. The, uh, let me tell you something. Wrestling fans don't give a shit about fucking the second impeachment trial. I promise you, they don't. AEW proves that. They they stayed within their numbers. Yeah, they were the number two non-news-related television show of the night. They actually beat the NBA, is what I was hearing on The Observer. So they were doing quite well for themselves. Obviously they were. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's 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 just not good. I mean, what? And I gotta tell you, I don't know what what's wrong with NXT. It's a good show. Uh, well, the theory that that's been kind of floating around is just that because it's been a pretty solid pattern of like really bad numbers the last couple of weeks, and it kind of directly correlates to the beginning of the Dusty Classic. So basically, the theory is, is that just people don't give a fuck about the Dusty Classic, which is in a way kind of them reaping what they sow because 
the NXT tag division is better than the Raw or SmackDown tag division, but they it's still not nearly as fleshed out as the AEW tag team division is. The WWE as a whole kind of doesn't care all that much about tag teams. And even for the Dusty Classic, you still got a couple of like thrown together tag teams and they just randomly named you know, the participants, there was no, like, qualifying matches, there was no real reason why any of these teams were in there, and there's also no kind of real payoff to any of these people, like, winning, you know what I mean? So it's just like, well, people don't really care. Yeah, but they get a cup. They do get a cup. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's a nice trophy, I will say. <laughs> it's well-crafted, it's like that rock statue. I mean, they get a cup. Can't say nothing. Jesus, Mark. True wrong with you they get a cup dude but i mean that and i mean i i'm not i'm not in that kind of, I, i've been liking the last couple of weeks but i'm just saying like i guess that kind of general consensus is just your average fan because they were saying again on the observer that the numbers really didn't go up uh for the runoff because nxt runs longer than AEW. so people that were watching AEW when AEW went off they were just like yeah all right that's good enough I don't need more wrestling. I'm not going to go seek out NXT, which had been happening before. You had people going over after you know AEW was over. But like that didn't even really happen this week. No. No, it doesn't look like it. And I, I just don't know. And I, I, I guess it could be the Dusty Cup. And you know what? You're right. They are reaping what they sow because this company has told you not to give a shit about tag team wrestling for the past, what, 15 years? Pretty much, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I personally like it. I like tag team wrestling. My favorite team, uh, most of my favorite guys were in tag teams. Rock and Roll Express, Road Warriors. I'm always going to like tag team wrestling, so I like the Dusty Cup. Sure. Obviously, me and 558,000 people are enjoying the Dusty Cup. (laughs) But, you know, where's the rest of the people? It's not a bad show. It's not. It was actually, like I said, I thought it was actually a damn good show this week. Sure. But yeah, they've told you for years that tag team wrestling is shit. John Cena's the man. Pretty much, yeah. And then, like, you also have the Women's Cup going on, and nothing against them, but, like, really none of them were established as tag teams. Hmm. Like, you did have people that were, you know, friends or whatever. You got, like, uh, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. They've been, you know, hanging around each other for a while. And, you know, you got the, the, the ways in there, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're not established as tag teams necessarily. They're just kind of established as being friendly with each other. Well, they're like a little stable, a little group, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, um, yeah they are, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I like the tag team wrestling. No, I'm not crazy that they just kind of threw a couple of the teams together, especially Thatcher and Ciampa. Like in the middle of the tournament, they're like, hey, let's get them guys in there. Right. Nobody will notice. Nobody will bitch. And like SBC brings up, actually, Pete Dunn as a challenger for the championship. He's not a he's not a fan of it. And it's like, I kind of like Pete Dunn, but like, what has he done? No pun intended, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> to sort of make him the champ, the challenger. You know what I mean? Uh, he came back from. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. He came back. Um, there you go. He came back. That's my answer. I got, I I have nothing more. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's correct though. That's about it. Yeah. He came back from, uh, where, where was he? Oh, I guess, I guess he was over at the UK. Took a while to get back. Yeah. 
I was seeing, I think Tony Storm was talking about how she had originally been slated to debut for you know, regular NXT or NXT in the US, however you want to call it, for a couple of weeks, and they kept getting fucked up because of the travel restrictions and whatnot. Yeah, I'm sure it's not easy to uh, to travel out of out of country right now at all. I'm sure it's a pain in the balls. So, nah, anyway, glad uh, glad Tony Storm is back at least. Uh, all right. I guess we can get into this show real quick. And then we'll, uh, after this, we'll go ahead and do the injury update. We'll play that little video. And then we will do predictions for TakeOver Vengeance Day. That's right. This NXT was the TakeOver Vengeance Day go-home show, as the kids say. And our first match, Mark, was a Dusty Tag Team Classic semifinal match. It was MSK. Versus Legato del Fantasmo. That was wild in Mendoza out there. Um, didn't know Carter did the Bronco Buster. Yeah, yeah, throwing that in there. Oh, speaking of, I, I was looking at an older match because I was looking at them. I forget from what promotion, but they were wrestling LAX. Actually, CZW was a promotion. Um, that haircut, I think, it's more of a like a pandemic type situation. Because, like, you know how people, the, the, it's been happening with a lot of people. They just kind of let the beard go or let the hair go. I, I think that's been what's going on. Because he didn't have that same, like, long, indie-rific hair that you, like, <laughs> dislike. Yeah, they, they uh, I believe WWE probably has people that could cut that. Um, <laughs> yes. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, anyway, awesome spots by MSK. That push-backflip thing off the apron was fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the, what they call that, but incredible to watch him do that. Incredible that the other guy, after being pushed, can actually know where the hell his body is going. It's just great, great to watch that. Um, good spots by uh, Legato also, the uh, with Wild jumping off of uh, Carter's back while Mendoza has him in the fireman's carry. But um, MSK ended up winning this match and moving on to the finals. And it almost looks like they kind of threw this together, this whole mat, this whole cup together, just to get MSK over. Yeah, which I mean, if, if that's the plan, good on them, I guess. Because, like we talked about, there's sort of a not really a wealth of tag teams even for NXT, and NXT's tag division is probably the most fleshed out of the three at WWE. Even so, you only have three or four, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, real quick, I did watch the Hulu version, so it looks like I missed the Zayali match only. Yeah, it was it was very short. Okay, um, you didn't miss too much. Really, the match itself was kind of a squash match. Then after that, you had Caden uh, Carter and Casey Kenton Zero Team K come out, and apparently, this is news to me. I don't know if they mentioned it ever on television, but. Apparently, Zia Lee, or Zia Lee was their friend, and they're very upset that the dragon lady, whose name I forget, Tian, and uh, Tian Sha. Yeah, there we go. Tian Sha uh, got her hands on her, and they ruined her friend, and they want her friend back. She's not acting the way she normally acts. And uh, Casey Kenzera kept asking what she did to her, what she did to her, what she did to her, just over and over and over and over again. And Zia Lee ended up taking her out. She beat both of them up because the lady got her brother. She like started choking out her brother. 
and it was like a peace offering that she beat up her friends in order to get her brother to stop being choked up. Oh, okay. So didn't miss anything. And I also missed the Cameron Grimes promo, but luckily Smart found it for me and we can play that. Um, let me know where it is and I'll or kind of where it was on the show and I'll pop it on. I should go ahead and find a rundown of the show so I can better place that. Or we can yeah. just place it now. Who gives a shit? Well, we could. We could if that's what you want to do. Actually, here, here's what we'll do real quick. Let me get, uh, we did get another Mar- uh, Mercedes, Mar- 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 Ugh, Mercedes Martinez vignette on uh, basically on Tony Storm. But I'm liking these Mercedes Martinez vignettes. It's good to uh, good to see her back. And it looks like they're looking to push her. And once again, I'm so glad she got out of that retribution thing. <laughs> As I bet she is as well. I, you oh. know, it's funny because I, I, I thought the same thing while we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about that quite a bit. Um, but, you know, we never really talk about how Mia Yim must feel. <laughs> and we'll be talking about her a little bit later, too. But yeah. it's like, oh, man, imagine, like, you're the one that didn't get to get out of this. You're the one that has to keep trying to make this work. Yeah. Yeah, just not good. Um, all right. I've got the Cameron Grimes promo. It's five minutes. Shit. All right, let's see. He's pulling up in a car. Well, I mean, if you want, I also I sent you, like, there's a full version and there's a WWE version. No, nah, we can play some of the full version. I'll just skip some of it here. He pulls up in a... Is that a McLaren? I think so. That's a Lamborghini, blue. maybe? Yeah. I think, it's a, I think that's a McLaren he's in. Trying to figure it out. I'm trying to look at the car. That's a McLaren, dude. No, that might be a Lamborghini. You're right. That is a Lamborghini. You... I'm I'm looking at the symbol. It's a Lamborghini. Yeah, I'm seeing it here in the uh, the rundown from WrestleView. It says it's a Lamborghini. That is a Lamborghini. Which... Nice, beautiful car. So let's see here. Okay, I've got no volume right now. Yeah, I told you. It, it starts off, there's like a little bit of a sound problem at the very beginning, but it fixes, it levels out. All right. Well, he's, yeah, here, we can do this. He's back there. He's handing out cash money to the guys that are, you know, pulling up out backstage and stuff. And there we go. We got Cameron Grimes coming out. And then he, does he go right to the ring from here? Yep. Okay. And it's right to the ring from there. He's just like handing out money to random stage workers and crew members and all right, big money, Cameron Grimes. That's right. Always handing out money to the, to the, to the 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 fans, quote unquote. All right, here we go. We'll play some. Let's get him in the ring. Get in the ring. Got a mic. Get in the ring. In the ring. In the ring. (laughs) There we go. There's a nice reward in it for everybody that gets up on their feet. Sit down, Barry. That's right. Cameron Grimes is back, baby. I laid outside this very ring because that no good Timothy Thatcher, that MCL snatcher, he took me out. 
He left me laying. I was screaming and I was flailing. So I went home and I did what every man would do. I thought of how I was going to come back and I was going to cave in Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I trained the whole time. Here we go. I, I did have a little bit of downtime. And in that downtime, you know, just like a, a normal man would do, I found out there's these things called video games, man. Turns out, turns out video games are pretty freaking cool, man. I started playing these video games and I said, why, why do I even wrestle if I can just play video games? So then, you know, I ran out of video games. I had to go to this place and I found this store. It was called GameStop. Oh. Man, <laughs> I walked into GameStop and when I opened those doors, those lights, they just hit a little different. And I thought, if there was anything that Cameron Grimes would put his money in, it would be a fine establishment like GameStop. Well, turns out Cameron Grimes is at the right place at the right time because it went parabolic. But in layman terms, that means it went to the moon. <laughs> Woo, yeah! so much money <laughs> tell you the truth I got so much money I didn't know what else to do with it but turns out there's this thing they, they're making money now for dogs and they got this thing called dog coins and tell you the truth I never did trust a kitty cat I knew if they got nine lives they can't be up to good <laughs> so I you know I invested in dog coin and I'm even more rich Tell me something. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> you can kiss my grits, Miss Arena. <laughs> you think I'm gonna wrestle Dexter Lewis? You can kiss my grits. <laughs> you think I'm gonna wrestle zombies? You can kiss my It ain't even that funny. It's hilarious! <laughs> He's bathing and rolling in the money. Making it's money angels. Scrooge McDuck, McDuck fucking swimming in money. All right. So, looks like they're going to do a little, obviously not looks like, but they're doing something with obviously the GameStop thing. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. They brought it up already a couple of times on the show. Not surprising they're going to do a little something with the GameStop thing. I got to tell you, it's not a bad way to bring a guy back. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I thought I thought it was actually a really cool idea because it's actually like relevant and timely, which is usually not what happens when it comes to cultural references that they incorporate within their TV shows. Usually there was a couple of weeks to a month or two behind. So I, I thought that whoever, I thought it was actually a really good idea. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I kind of started to wonder who came up with this because it's actually, like I said, a really good idea. So I was like, this person really is on their shit. Well, I did some investigating Ooh. and by investigating, I mean, I just happened to have this fall into my lap while I was listening to the observer Turns out that the person responsible for this gimmick is Cameron Grimes because, get ready for this box, this gimmick is a shoot. Believe it or not, Cameron Grimes, or Trevor Lee, I guess in this instance, actually bought AMC stocks during his time off for injury. Huh. And they're saying that he bought it for like $15 a stock, and he was selling it for like three fifty a piece for each stock. So he apparently made a fuck ton, according to the Observer, a fuck ton of money. Wow. And this is actually a legitimate thing that they're saying that he probably is, like, right now at least, the richest person in NXT. So he has, like, a lot of money right now that he's going to go ahead and just blow through, I guess. Wow. That's amazing. Well, yeah, because they're going to do some regulating on all that bullshit because the, uh, you know, all those... uh, Big wigs up there at uh, Wall Street got uh, got found out, and a couple mm-hmm. of regular guys figured out the game, played it better than them. So they're gonna make some regulations on those guys. But meanwhile, yeah, it was AMC, GameStop was was one of them. Obviously, he mentioned, and uh, I think Chewy was another one. Chewy.com mm-hmm. was another one that they were uh, that they shorted, and his stocks went up too. So that's probably the dog toy one that he was talking about too. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I like it. I've never trusted a kitty cat. <laughs> I just it, like the fact that the fact that it is actually like a real thing makes it just even more mind boggling. Because at first I thought when he was coming out and he had all the money and whatnot, I was like, all right, it's like some kind of an inherent inheritance thing. Mm. Like it was going to be that somebody that he knew, an uh, uncle, relative of some sort, passed away, left him a shitload of money or whatever. And then when he said that he didn't spend all his time training, I was like, oh, shit, they're seriously going to have him be the person that invested in GameStop. Like, this is a fucking wild gimmick. All right, cool. I'm down with it. And sure enough, that's where we went with this. I mean, it's it's a fucking can't miss idea because you can have him do pretty much anything. Like, there's a lot of possibilities of just the Cameron Grimes character just blowing through money in the most ridiculous ways possible. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what they can do with it. And I like the Kiss My Grits. What, that's an old reference there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not wrestling zombies anymore. That's to, to flow back back in the... I forget the name. I'm not sure what the name of that show even was, but it was in a restaurant. Mm. And the waitress's name was Flo. Fuck. I think I know the name, too, and I'm, I'm struggling. <clears throat> I can't think of it, and I'm not going to sit here and try. <laughs> But that was pretty damn good. I like that actually. Yeah, I was I was really I was really happy with it. Yeah, glad they're trying to pull the trigger on some, you know, actual references. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And like you said, it's rare that they do it. They're usually one to two months behind, if not one to two years behind. Right. So all right, we'll keep on going here. We got uh we got the way 
they were out there in the ring. Gargano was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and sitting on the uh, on the turnbuckle. Uh, he had a sling on his left arm. And Theory picked up Gargano like a little baby and put him in the wheelchair. <laughs> I got a good chuckle out of this, the way he picked him up. I thought it was funny. Um, Gargano blames all that on the, all the wheelchair and shit on the attack by Kushida. And I'm glad they at least were, well, were going to or at least tried to sell the arm because it did look pretty bad last week. Mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah. we, I mean, we found out that they didn't really in a minute here, but um, I liked all this by Regal bitching, pissing, and moaning. moaning you should suspend Kushida. Uh, and then Regal gets on the ramp, starts talking, and <laughs> Regal just made an ass out of, out of Gargano once he popped up the x-ray. Well, I, I love the part where he's basically just like, you know, I was just minding my own business trying to get not Mackenzie fired. <laughs> yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Uh, real quick interjection to, f- to follow things up. Alice, the TV show. Alice. Yes. There you go. That was a TV show. Wow. Back. <laughs> way back. Way back reference. I remember watching that as a little kid. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, we did all that. Um, and one of the best lines, another great line by Gargano was, I'm known as a well-known power walker, and I can't swing my arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's such a douchebag. Um, but I, I did like when he put up the x-ray, and Regal just tore him up. He's like, yeah, you like wouldn't be able to move if that was your arm. And secondly, that's a right arm, and your left arm is hurt. Regal just trashed the poor guy. Yeah, he was not being supportive at all. No, no, no. But he did give him two options, though, Smart. That's right. Either Austin Theory can defend the title for him, or he can forfeit the title right now. I love how just immediately, without missing a beat, he just shit on the Austin Theory suggestion. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that will not be happening. And it did. But you're right. He said he immediately said it. And then uh, as uh, Regal is saying this, they hand back to the ring and Kushida's just standing there behind the way. It fucking honestly, my, my favorite part of this fucking Austin theory does a double take. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he looks, he's like, yeah, like Kushida, why are you even addressing Kushida? That's ridiculous. He's not here. Right. Kushida. Oh shit. <laughs> I know he taps him on the, on the, uh, I think he hit a shoulder or something or hit him on the chest. And he was, then he was like, Oh shit. Just again, it's not, good but it is fun and it's kind of funny all the stuff they're doing with the way um i'm i'm enjoying it i mean it's a little hokey but both i mean the aew's got a ton of hokey shit too so who cares i I was thinking about that though because i was hearing people complain that they're just making gargano out to be this like total ridiculous fucking goober geek type of character and i was thinking i was like i was starting to wonder like if we had this kind of, you know, social media and all these shows where people give out their opinions and whatnot. Like back in the day, imagine how well received Edge and Christian would have been. Like people would have shit all over that just immediately. Like, oh, you're making these guys look out to be geeks. Yeah. Like some people, some people's characters, they can do that. Like they can be goofier guys. They can be kind of corny or be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it was. I. I, I... 
I don't know. So I mean, don't you're know. not going to have Gargano be like this physically imposing heel character. You know, he's not going to be like a Bobby Lashley. No, like he's just, either going to be a a flippity do baby face or he's going to be a chicken shit heel, which is what yeah. this character is. So, what I mean, he's not a big guy. You're right. He's not going to be this imposing monster coming in the ring. So, what are you going to do with him? It looks like yeah. he's having a blast doing this. Yeah, and I mean, if it's entertaining, it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. And you seem like you enjoyed it. You know, just. Sometimes you don't have to overcomplicate things. If you liked it, you liked it. Getting to work with his wife. Like, I know they work in the same building still, but he's getting to work with her right beside her. Come on, man. Guy looks like he's having a good time. Leave him alone. Who who gives a shit? They're not ruining him. And and by the way, the guy looks like kind of a geeky, nerdy guy. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure where everyone's going with this. Anyway. Um, (laughs) So... But yeah, we mentioned Kushida was in the ring. He hit Theory, and then uh, he got into a little tug of war with Gargano. Gargano stands up and is using his arm. So mm-hmm. it was all bullshit. But uh, he took the fucking the, <laughs> the he sold into the wheelchair like Bret Hart did. Yeah. <laughs> when he had his like leg injury or whatever, he just fucking bumps backwards and just falls into the wheelchair and then the wheelchair falls down. I, I like that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Again, I, I, I'm enjoying these segments. I, I don't know how, I really think they're, they're, they're fine. Look, Antox was the one that brought it up a long time ago. They're Disney fucking, they're Disney villains. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there was another, there was even another old, kind of an old school reference, at least that I, I got a vibe out of. Cause there was a, the part where they were beating up Kushida and you had Gargano like holding the belt in front of his face and just kind of shoving at him and saying that he was never going to be the champion. And it kind of reminded me of back in the day that build to uh, WrestleMania 14 with Sean and uh, Stone Cold where like Hunter was holding him down and Sean kept like rubbing the belt in his face and saying, you're never going to be here. You're never going to get this belt. So on and so forth. Ah, I did not catch that. Mm-hmm. Look at you with the references and knowledge over there. Oh, references. Every once in a while, I'm good for a cup. There you go. That was good, though. I like it. <coughs> All right. Yeah. <coughs> so we get a... Excuse me. God, being out in this cold weather is killing me. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are sick. But they've been tested. They're not, they're, they're, they don't have COVID. They have colds and just colds. So... Uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon are out. Why? I mean, why not? Candy and uh, Indy Hartwell, <laughs> Candice and Indy Hartwell are already out there anyway. So Shotzi and Ember Moon come out, and this is another Dusty Cup match. Ember Moon, um, I've never seen a count get broken up by hitting the person's hair. <laughs> well, it's the first time for everything, I guess. Ember Moon did break up a count by touching Indy Hartwell's hair. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that wasn't. I would say more than anything, like the thing that kind of got me was the finish, because I'm I'm still not sure. Even a couple days later, I'm still not sure how I feel about the finish to this one. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, I get into that a little bit anyway. So yeah, we'll definitely get into that in just a minute here. But when Ember broke up the count, Shotzi was still pinned. There was no reason not to keep counting. She was still pinned. Hmm. Well, yeah, because, like, normally you have to hit him in the back or grab the leg, pull him off, whatever. Yeah. She just flipped her hair, and the ref was like, oh, no, he's broken up. Yeah, okay. Re- oh, okay, ref, whatever. <laughs> okay, refy. All right there, refy, buddy. Um, Maybe he's paid off. Yeah. yeah, it did. It did. All right, here we go. So, anyway, th- here's the ending. 
Yeah. Indy Hartwell, or yeah, Indy Hartwell jumps on top of Candace LeRae yeah. to save her from, I guess, that Shotzi's version of the coffin drop she does. Yeah. Um. So you've got Indy Hartwell who jumps on Candace LeRae like she's a grenade. Mm-hmm. And Shotzi pulls off the move, ends up hitting Indy Hartwell, and then just pins Indy Hartwell because she was the legal one. So I don't think it made any sense, and I thought it was a pretty shitty ending. It was like, why? Right. I thought it was a shitty ending. I thought it was stupid, really a stupid ending, and I, I just didn't get it. I'm just like, well, there could have been 20,000 other ways to do this, and you picked this shitty way. To... This was a... A semi-final match, dude. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I sort of get it in the sense that, like, that's, you know, kind of your boss in a sense. Your mentor or whatever. Sensei, however you want to look at it. Because it's basically, you know, they're the first, she's the second command in the way. So I guess, you know, uh, Indy wanted to kind of look after her, make sure she didn't get hurt or whatever, stick up for her friend. But it's like, I feel like even through that prism if you're like looking at it from a kayfabe perspective you would think that she would care more about wanting to impress her mentor by winning and not so much by just keeping her from getting hurt because they she ended up getting hurt anyway yeah like not for real for real but she still ended up taking the brunt of not maybe not the brunt but she still ended up taking an impact from the move so you both ended up getting hurt and then you lost the match so it just kind of doesn't make sense no, it made no sense, but uh, they did it. And like I said, though, I mean, but I mean, I, I could see him doing this in like a, 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 just a match, but not a semifinal for a, for this. I, I just don't think that was the right time to do this. All right. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you reap what you sow based on these ratings. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but anyway, after the shitty ending, um, uh, we do get the finals of the match are going to be Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi and Ember Moon. And they have a little stare down in front of the cup. Regal comes out and makes it official. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a little video after that with Balor and Pete Dunn, a little video on the buildup for this whole feud. It was what it was. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um... But we do get Kushida versus Austin Theory, and Austin Theory is defending the North American Championship. I think we all knew as soon as this match started, it was not going to end clean. Right. Uh, pretty much the match went exactly how you would how, how you thought it would. Kushida was about to start winning. Gargano gets involved in a DQ, is called. Um, th- like I said, it's pretty much the way we figured it was probably going to... Uh, the way, sorry. That's pretty much how it was going to... W- the way we, fig- we figured it was going to go anyway. So, <laughs> All right. But here's the funny part of the match. After that, we knew all that was going to go down. <clears throat> Theory gets pulled under the ring, and Gargano's trying to drag him out. Well, he drags him out, but it's not Theory. It's Loomis. Mm-hmm. And Loomis just stares at him for a while. Um until Kushida jumps in the ring. Kushida is always out there, man. He's a bad motherfucker. He, Kushida is the young bucks of, of, of NXT. That's uh, right. I've said that before. And uh, him and Loomis end up locking in their submissions, and they take out both guys. And what's funny is, man, Theory really, really choreographed this. 
because I was watching it and I could already tell before it happened because he just like he was sticking his feet like under the mat, mm-hmm. like under the ring mat. And I was like, <laughs> nobody does that. Like, you're obviously setting up for something. And then sure enough, like a minute later, you know, he gets dragged under there. And it's like, you were just really setting that up. And then I have I had to wonder, they've established that it's canon that underneath the ring, there's like a portal to hell. Yes. Now, I, what I wonder is, is NXT like a different entity? So it doesn't, there's not the portal under to hell underneath the ring there? Or is it still the same because there's still, you know, underneath that WWE umbrella? No, Loomis has a little uh, drawing studio down there. Hmm. So it's kind of like a Bob Ross situation, right? Yeah, he does little shows. He's you know streams it on Twitch. Ah, very cool. Yeah, he's got you know internet connection and shit. Hmm. Yeah. Solid Wi-Fi connection. I get you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Heard. I saw it on social media. Nice. So you nice. know the main you know inside news exclusive. Yeah, it's got to be true. <laughs> of course, it's got to be. There's a rumor we can start right there for you guys. Uh, we got a Tony Storm video after that. Kind of a rebuttal of the Mercedes Martinez video. Good stuff, man. Yeah, oh, I like how all three of them got their own you know, video package. Got to say their piece. I thought it was good. Yeah, exactly. We got that. Right after that, you're right, we did. We get the uh, we got the Io Shirai video just to you know finalize the old trifecta there. Now, I got to ask you, Smart. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wonder... When WWE does those subtitles, do you ever wonder if they just put up what they're supposed to say and not really dig into what is said? Man, not until you pose that question. <laughs> and now I absolutely do believe that they just put up what they wanted them to say. Uh, I mean, I'm sure someone would pick up on it eventually. But, I mean, even back then they said that Oscar, well, you know, back when Asuka was out there doing her crazy stuff, they said she was kind of just talking some gibberish, but some real Japanese. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wonder. I mean, I think to some degree, it's not going to exactly be a one for one because, you know, some of the words are different and some of the, you know, expressions are different and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's not always going to be the exact translation of what it is that you're saying just based on, the differences of language, but it'd be interesting to know. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they would do it. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> they absolutely would. I, all right. You're right. They would. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm just wondering if you ever thought that, cause I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her and she, you know, got the subtitles and I'm like, I have no clue what she's saying. So mm-hmm. if I, you know, would it matter? Would anyone even say anything? I don't know. I don't know. Just thinking it. Just just thinking it. Anyway, let's go ahead and get to this final match. Champa and Thatcher versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. This is the last of the Dusty Cup semifinals matches. Um, this match was brutal before it even started. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just basically Champa and Thatcher were stomping the shit out of the Grizzled Young Veterans. Finally, the match gets started. Um, good, long, ma- good, decently long match. Not very long. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you, I was shocked when the, uh, grizzled young veterans won. I was not actually. Cause I, I told, I said last week that I hope that they fought against their better instincts. And instead of having grizzled young veterans, MSK have MSK versus, uh, Champa and 
Thatcher. I don't know why I completely blacked out on his name, but there you go. Because it just it definitely seemed like they were going to push MSK through. And to me, it seemed like they also were very insistent on having Grizzled Young Veterans win too. But I just, I mean, I think I think it's still going to be a good match. But I just think Champa and uh, Thatcher once again completely forgot his name would put out a better match than having Grizzled Young Veterans versus MSK. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, but you can also from this you can also either keep Champa and Thatcher together or you can have them feud for a little while longer or you can separate them and let them have different feuds. There's a few things you can do with Champa and Thatcher, which, let's face it, the Grizzled Young Veterans are a they're a set tag team. That's what they are. Um, right. So, I mean, I, 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 it was just surprising to see. I, I don't think I would have put Thatcher and Champa that far in there just to get beat by the Grizzled Young Veterans. But I guess that's that was their job, put over the Grizzled Young Veterans. So... Griddles, grizzled young veterans versus MSK at Takeover Sunday, right? And I mean, it kind of goes against the pattern that they had been doing because for the past a couple of years, or maybe not necessarily the past couple of years, but like the last three, three out of the five were like tag teams that were thrown together that ended up winning. Because just I, I forget who the other one was, but last year you had uh, Riddle Dunn win. One year you had Balor and Joe win. And then I forget who the other one was, but it was another like piece together tag team. But uh, so the idea that you're going to have two established tag teams going at it for in the finals is actually goes against their kind of normal pattern of booking. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, and that's NXT. Mm-hmm. I that show should have done a lot more on the ratings than what was it five fifty eight. Yeah, I will. I will say real, real quick. Even after that, they did. They did something that they don't normally do. It's kind of a new thing for them. I don't know if you saw it. They like almost like a UFC style weigh in. They like had the people that were facing each other come out, and there was a stare down, and they'd like put up a graphic, and then they would have like the next match would come out, and they would have a stare down. So like they alternated. They had like all five of the matches. They had like stare downs between the competitors, and they're like, "This is what you're gonna see someday." Hmm. It was pretty interesting. It was it was cool. It was a, it was a different approach than what they normally do. I thought it was, I thought it was a good 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 way of doing it. Triple H been watching those uh, Dana White UFC uh, things. Yeah, that, it seems like just in general. I know this is a lot definitely during the uh, O'Reilly and Balor feud that they're they're trying to make the, at least the bigger matches seem more like legitimate fights than just regular wrestling matches mm-hmm. where they have like, you know, the video packages and just the way that they present it. So they're, they're, they're kind of trying to, I guess, pull a page, ugh, play a page out of the AEW playbook of trying to make it seem more like a legitimate sport, which is what they were claiming they were going to do when they started up. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, they had a legit weigh in with um, Thatcher and Champa a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm just getting that big fight deal. That's right, Daddy. Big fight deal. That's right. Big fight deal. They love saying that. Anyway, that was uh, NXT right there. Another one, real quick, I will say. Uh-huh. And they've cut down on this a little bit, but this is like you could play this on any of the shows that are WWE shows. It's a drinking game. Anytime you say, anytime somebody uses the phrase blank, took to the limit 
I took so-and-so to the limit, so-and-so took me to the limit. They love the phrase, took to the limit. Mm. It is just all over their television. NXT, Raw, SmackDown, everywhere you look, it is there. Surprised they haven't copyrighted to the limit. They are, eventually. But yeah, that that was NXT. Take it to the push, limit. Push it to the limit. Limit. Open up the razor's edge. Something, something, Scarface. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. That was that. All right. Enjoy that one. Uh, let's do the, uh, let's give everyone a little break here from our voices. And <laughs> since, since we both just tried to sing, let's play go. a little video here. We have the uh, injury update. We've done this every now and then. I don't usually f- remember to search it out, but uh, it popped up on my timeline. And um, let's go ahead and play it. little injury report right here. I believe this is from, I think Wrestling Inc. does this. It is Wrestling Inc., and it's uh, the guy from... Who does these injury reports? I think it might be actually a Wrestling Inc. guy. All right, let's do this. go. Let's do it. I don't know. Let's see. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt Camp. Just days before NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, it was a hectic night at the Capitol Wrestling Center, with still much to be decided. When the dust settled, we learned the finals of both Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classics. And that Johnny Gargano is not a doctor. Let's break it all down in this week's NXT Injury Report. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell would need to get past Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon to punch their tickets to the Dusty Classic Finals this weekend. But the sun would set on the way's chances in painful fashion. As you might expect, this was a hotly contested semifinal matchup. In the end, it was Moon hitting the Eclipse on Lorray, and then Hartwell protecting Lorray from further harm by absorbing the impact of Blackheart's senton drop before Hartwell was pinned. Even with Hartwell's shield, Lorray came out of the match with a neck injury due to the Eclipse, and is considered day-to-day. Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher's newly minted partnership had them one step away from the men's Dusty Classic Finals but it was clear they had a brawl on their hands in the form of the grizzled young veterans. Everyone knew these two teams would hold nothing back in a hard-hitting showdown, and that's exactly what happened. So it shouldn't be surprising to find out this match landed someone on the injury report. Champa would battle back from a power bomb on the apron, but got spiked by a ticket to mayhem that sent GYV to the finals. Champa suffered a shoulder injury that required attention, but is medically cleared as tolerated. Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde decided to take the fight to Karrion Cross ahead of Cross's match with Santos Escobar next week. Yet their attempts to beat Cross to the punch backfired in a big way. Mendoza and Wilde were discovered laid out in the back as Cross sent a clear physical and verbal message to the leader of Legato Del Fantasma. Both Mendoza and Wilde suffered various injuries as a result of Cross's attack, but both are medically cleared as tolerated. When Caden Carter and Casey Cannonzaro expressed concerns for Zaylee's life choices, the consequences were painful. Carter and Cannonzaro made their presence known during Lee's quick victory over Cora Jade. 
The duo persisted after the match, with Carter making the mistake of berating Mei Ying, which led to Lee tossing Carter off the stage before laying waste to Cannonzaro with a devastating kick. Carter came out of the chaos with a back injury and is day-to-day. This Sunday is NXT TakeOver. All right, this guy's gotten more kayfabe as it, go- as, as it goes. I kind of like it, though. I that they have like sort of a kayfabe injury report because it's like yeah, it's the way of selling what happens. That ain't bad. It ain't bad. But uh, there we go. Those are the only two videos. Oh, we might have one more. We'll see how the show goes. <clears throat> I think we'll have time. But uh, all right. So there's that. Close that. And I guess what we can go ahead and get into now. Huh? Let's go ahead and get into the predictions. All right, let's do it. I think I accidentally closed the predictions. Let me do that. Let me do that. There. No, 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 no. The other one. There they are. Okay. I had accidentally closed the wiki screen. All right. Let's go ahead and do this. We've only got five matches. So, but they're all championship matches. Very nice. Every one of them. We got uh, Gargano versus Kushida. This is a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. It's a little bit of a tough one, I will say. A little bit. Uh, no real rhyme or reason for it, but I'll just go with Gargano. I'll go with Gargano just because I just don't see a reason to take it off of him just now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I think so here. Uh, singles match for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Get to go with Balor, for sure. Really? Yeah. I just, like, I don't mind Dunne challenging for the title. And I think they're going to have a good match. And I think for the most part, they had a decent enough feud. But I just don't see him being the per Like, he doesn't seem like a likely person to take it off of him. Which... Knowing the way they do things means he's going to take it off of them, but may not seem likely. But I can also see them wanting done with the titles as Birch and Lorcan have titles right now. Could be, could be. I could see that, and then you put those guys against Undisputed Era. Maybe, yeah. maybe I could see that. I'm going to go done. All right, I like it. I'm going done on that one. Uh, Dunn and Dunner. I'm not even a fan of Dunn, but I'm going with him anyway. All right, we got MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans here. This is the obviously the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Winners will receive a future NXT Tag Team Championship match. Very good, very good. Uh, can I go MSK, I think? Yeah. I think, I, I, I think so, too. It looks like, like I said, it looks like almost like this whole tournament was... Put together for them. Yeah, I so, think so too. Yeah, so yeah, let's go ahead and do that. MSK also for me. We've got the women's Dusty Road tags, a Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic final match. Same thing. They will receive a uh, women's tag team championship match in the future. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Excuse me. Yes. This is this is kind of a hard one too, but I think I am going to go with Kai and Gonzalez. Yeah, I think you have to with especially the way they've been pushing Gonzalez. I'd say she gets the pin. 
Mm-hmm. She's probably gonna. I, I would say she pins either one of them, but she'll she'll get the pin on that one. So, all right, all right, let's go. This is the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship: Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez. I am gonna go a little bit on a limb on this one. Uh oh. I am going to go with Mercedes Martinez. I just feel like Io has had a title for a pretty long time, and it's like kind of seems like it's about time for that to kind of run its course. I think Eo's going to retain here, honestly. Yeah, like if I had to bet money on it, I would probably bet on Eo. But since there's no real consequences, there's just I, I get a little bit of a feeling that they might want to try to spark things, go in a little bit of a different direction, change it up a bit. Yeah, I think they're going to leave it on Eo. Yeah. Yep. You're probably right. But right. like I said, I'm going on that there limb. All right. Careful. I think yes. I think I think I heard the limb cracking a little bit. Mm. A little bit. A little bit. Anyway. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and um thank you. Let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. Yeah, there we go. We'll knock out SmackDown and then we'll uh then we'll get into the last bit of the news and we'll wrap it up. I can crawl into my nice warm bed. It's so cold. There you go. I hate cold weather. <laughs> I feel for you. Uh, I, I, there's a certain like a little bit of hypocrisy that goes into SmackDown for me, because like I hate when Raw does this, but for some reason I've just become completely fine with like what I'm starting to kind of call the SmackDown guarantee that no matter what, no matter when, no matter which episode, what day, what month, you can always just you're guaranteed to the fact that SmackDown will always start five minutes after the hour. Uh huh. And sure enough, this SmackDown began the same way every SmackDown has began for the last, like, two months with Roman Reigns coming down. And he doesn't say anything until 05 of that hour, 805, 705, depending on your time zone. But once again, there we are. I told you, man. I told you it takes him four minutes to get to the ring. Mm -hmm. Yep. One minute of him stand, well, four minutes to get to the ring, then one minute of standing in the ring, mm-hmm. looking around, listening to the piped in booze. And you're right, <laughs> that is exactly how the show kicked off. We had Adam Pierce in the ring, um, and that's exactly what happened. I like Roman tell him, I don't wait on you, you wait on me. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of Donnie Brasco, you're gonna leave me, Maggie, you don't leave me. There you go. You gonna leave me, Maggie? Hey, hey. Anyway, <laughs> hey. You don't leave me. I leave you. All right. Anyway, then um, then uh, blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, blah. Roman actually takes that kind of opportunity of waiting to start talking about it. Edge waiting to make a decision. Now, when Heyman gets on the mic, God, it got good. God, he's good. He just sounds like a I know he's not a, a lawyer, but God, does he sound like one sometimes? <laughs> mm-hmm. He did change up the Elimination Chamber match a little bit. Um, originally, it's usually Roman Reigns defending in the uh, Elimination Chamber match. But Paul changes it up and says, no, nah, that's not how we're going to do it. Whoever wins the Elimination Chamber will get a championship match right there on the spot. So that means yeah. they're going to have to get their ass kicked in the chamber. 
and then Roman will come down and basically pick the bones right after the yeah. match. I, I love this. I like I love the way that his character is with all of this because it's like it's been pretty much established that he is such an ass kicker that he's like this big strong dude he can easily still like in normal circumstance still end up prevailing anyway like in a regular you know one-on-one match but i just love the idea that he's even though he's this big strong guy he's still sort of playing a bit of a chicken shit heel where he's like just doing everything he can to stack everything in his favor right this is just another one of those instances and like this is obviously the first time like you said that we've seen a situation like this where you have the winner automatically getting a title shot the same show so that's pretty cool yeah it's gonna be different it is gonna be pretty fucking different um and we did find out you know who was in this match uh, pretty much tonight we found out by the end of the show Mm -hmm. um so but the first two we found out is Jey Uso and Kevin Owens and uh Pierce announcing Kevin Owens got uh, Roman Reigns in Pierce's face for that <laughs> one. Little stare down there. I like how Heyman threw out the phrase, the island of relevancy. And it's like, all right, you're over here and your opinion doesn't matter. But this guy over here, Roman, his opinion does. Yeah. <laughs> it's just exactly. being extra dickish. And, and you know, back to what you were saying earlier, you're right about the whole thing of how Roman is. It's, he, he knows he even even if he could win, he'd still rather just do it the easiest way he can. Mm-hmm. Just to guarantee that title. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it most definitely. Not a bad way to start. Um, not really. Not the greatest way, but the WWE way. Like That's why I was so shocked on Monday when we got a match nine minutes into the fucking show. Um. But anyway, after that, we get Ray and Dominic out there, Mysterio, uh, versus Corbin and Sab- uh, Corbin and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, Sami ended up picking up the win for this team, and they qualified for the Elimination Chamber. Yes. I like how even like Sami came out before the match and even was complaining about the fact that he was put in this match because he thought he should have just been awarded an automatic bid into the chamber match right so like how even though he's still getting an opportunity he's still just pissed off about it i think that's a good element of his character i just i just like his character yeah he's playing it so well this kind of you know just almost like dictator like guy but he still thinks everyone's after him Uh it's like a it's it's like a parody like a comedy movie Mm. i mean it's the closest thing I think I have kind of the closest thing that they've come to like social satire. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, regardless of how you want to look at it, he has the sort of mind state of a lot of people online that they're like they're attacking but they're also the victims simultaneously. Yeah. And I mean his, his that, that his online presence is he's a very political guy either way, so this kind of matches his whole little persona. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I like it. It's good. And Sammy's always good at doing his stuff, so Anyway, we get, uh, let's see, what do we got after that? We get Pierce and Sonya Deville uh, backstage. They're talking to Dolph and Rude. And those two guys want to be in the chamber. And Sonya and Pierce are like, yeah, go ahead. You can have a match with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Go ahead. Try to qualify. Have fun. Bye. 
try to qualify. Good. Good. So, yeah, we need, we need somebody to eat a pinfall. Yeah. Or I guess in this case, a submission. But we'll throw you in this match or why not. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Have fun. We come on. We know you're not going to. Go ahead, though. Let's see. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I just wink. like the idea of her just asking, like, do you guys even think you're going to win this match? Like, just be real with us. <laughs> like, we'll put you in it, but do you honestly think you got a shot? I don't know. And I like Sonya. I know they're not showing, uh, really putting Sonya Deville out there a lot, but I, I, I kind of like her in this little role. Yeah, I think that's a good thing, though. They're not, it's not overkill. No, no. They're just having her back there once or twice a show, and that's about it. That's fine. That's, that, that, that's good. We get Biggie though in the ring after that. He's cutting a promo. Mid promo, you get Apollo coming out. And he's like, Oh, I know what you were going to do. You're going to issue an open challenge. And Biggie's like, Well, yeah, to anyone but you. <laughs> that was, damn, bitched him right out. Um, and I like when they were doing their little face to face with Apollo and Biggie. They didn't have the mics up to their mouth, they had the mics down. You could still hear what they were saying. For the most part. Like, the, there were some periods where I couldn't make out anything, honestly. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard I heard the important things, but I think they did a little bit of a better job of this on NXT. We were talking about, like, the week before where you had Cross coming up to uh, Escobar and just talking shit straight at him. Uh. Like, I think they did a better job picking up the audio there. Because, like, I like the idea of it. And like I said before when we were talking about that, I like the idea that they're sort of capitalizing on the like making a positive out of the fact that there's no actual live fans just being able to make it seem more intimate and personal and real instead of just having these guys talking to microphones. Right. But I did hear the part where Biggie told him to go to catering and just collect a check, which <laughs> is just like, geez, man. Uh, I, I mean, that's pretty much where he where. Apollo was for probably the past year, but I'm glad to see there looks like they're going to try to do something with him, which I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And I would rather him be a big heel coming out there. Cause I mean, come on, everybody gets tired of him coming down to the ring, just smiling and having a great match and leaving. Sure. That's it. So yeah. good, 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 good. But we do get Nakamura versus big E here. Um, now I don't know about you, but does Nakamura being on his own again, worry you just a little bit? I mean, the fact that we read last week that they had no actual real plans of doing anything with him, uh, and they sort of just slotted him into this position because Cesaro hadn't signed his contract does give me a little bit of a cause for concern. Uh, and just their record on him. Um, don't Oh, okay. I know exactly what uh, Antox is posting right there. I haven't even pulled it up, but I think I know. We'll go ahead and get into that real quick. There's going to be more coming out about that one. <clears throat> but um, we'll get into that in just a little while here. We'll do it after we do SmackDown. I got it pulled up here. Thanks, Antox. Um, all right. So, yeah, I, I definitely, like I said, their record on what they've done with Nakamura is not not good. I mean, they gave him this grandiose entrance and this and that. And it, it they, they just, they give him the Dolph Ziggler treatment. Actually, Dolph Ziggler gets treated better. Which is which isn't saying much at all, I don't think. Yeah, so, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, and during this match, we got Cruz. He does cause a DQ just to just to piss off Biggie, and he does. Yeah. So, um, 
Anyway, that's enough on that right there. Seth Rollins, we get a little return video for Seth Rollins here. Um, and then after that, we get a uh, little Martin Luther King video in honor of Black History Month. I think we had Titus O'Neil. Was that Montez Ford? Mm-hmm. Uh, Big E and Sasha all shown um, basically giving you some uh, MLK quotes. Uh, nice little video there. And yeah. right. Well, go ahead. No, I was disagreeing with that. Like we were talking about on Monday. So I like how they kind of changed it up. They're actually, you know, doing it a little bit differently than they had been doing the last couple of years where they just show a handful of the same people over and over again. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like like you'd said, usually, oh, look, Ernie Ladd. And mm. I will throw the rock in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, Ron Simmons is here. Damn. Oh, there you go, Ron. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what they do. That's pretty much what they do. So, yeah, right. I do like this. They're just kind of putting up, you know, little quotes and having the talent say some stuff. That's fine. Say the quotes. It's not a, that's, that's probably easier for them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the whole roster kind of walking toward the ring right before we go to commercial there. And I, I, I didn't hear this, but then I found out it was all because they were waiting for the return of Seth Rollins. I was like, really? Seriously? Okay. Um, Seth comes out, blah, blah, blah. He says, oh, he's glad to be back. Um, said there have been some changes, mainly with him. Talks about being a new dad to a daughter. And his new vision praises all the SmackDown talent. And then right after he praises all the talent, proceeds to say that uh, he's the leader they need. And the roster starts just walking walking out on him. Yep. <laughs> Hilarious. It's like, surprise, motherfucker. It's the same gimmick again. It's the same me. Uh, now, it's going to be interesting with... you got two guys taking their leader on this show. Mm-hmm. Two guys mm-hmm. who used to be in a team together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I hadn't really thought of it that way because I had predicted, potentially, that if they decided that they weren't going to do the Goldberg versus Roman thing which apparently it seems like they're not going to do, that they could potentially end up doing the Roman versus Seth thing. But I thought you're going to have Seth come back and just be like, you know, kind of everything was under the swept under the rug. You know, Seth comes back and he's a father now. So he kind of changed the perspective and he's back to being smiley, happy, baby face Rollins. But then when he came back and he was still doing the Messiah thing and they just had this promo where he's still being the same dickish heel that he's always been it's like all right well you know whatever but he could potentially have you know they don't do heel versus heel very often but you could have that as a feud of two people who both think that they run the place i think that's what's going to happen here it's what looks like it's going for going for because you know this isn't going to i'm telling you i can see a promo next week of roman out there you're the leader i'm the head of the table i'm the tribal chief yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We could, uh, we'll have to see where that's going, though. But um, Cesaro was the only one that stayed down out there. And then Cesaro does try to walk away. And um, Rollins goes after him, just beats the yeah. hell out of him. Now, on a completely unrelated topic, while I'm watching this match, my kid is sitting beside me and he's playing with Play Doh. Hmm. God, that stuff smells good. I forget how good that stuff smells. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I, 
oh, can I smell that? Give it to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean because like, I haven't touched Play-Doh in a very long time, but I can definitely like kind of remember if I, if I dig deep enough that that does have a very pleasant smell to it. And like even just kind of just the texture of it, being able to kind of run it through your fingers or whatever, just kind of stretch it out and fuck around with it for a little while and kind of cathartic. Yeah, and my kids have silly putty too. And the other the other day, I took a uh, a printout, you know, something I printed on the printer. Sure. And I showed them what we used to do as kids with the the newspaper, the the comics. We would print them on silly putty. Hmm. My kids never did that. Never, never, never did that. Oh. Oh yeah, you can actually take silly putty, and we used to put it on the newspaper, and it would actually come off exactly what was on the newspaper. Um, you can do it with a, anything you print on a printer, too. You just put it on there, and my kids were amazed. Yeah, like, I'm familiar with it, like, as a concept or, like, a practice or whatever. But I just never really did that as a kid. Well, we didn't have, you know, social media or computers when I was a kid, so. <laughs> right. No, I mean, actually, honestly, I do kind of like the idea that they still play with, like, conventional kids' toys. Because, like, I always wonder about that with, like, the newer kids. It's like, because sometimes the most fun can be shit like that. Like, you know, the remote-controlled cars and Mm -hmm. Legos and whatnot, things like that. Because when I was a kid, I had a light bright. Like, those light Uh bright, those are always, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I I was at such an age where I didn't even think that I could use it as a way to spell inappropriate words. Like, I literally actually followed along with the, put this here, put that there, and oh, look, it's a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I remember you put the little templates up there. I remember. Yeah. I had it. Yeah, but, you know, if you don't buy that stuff for your kids, you're not going to play with it. I mean, right. my kids love Legos because we bought them for them. Both yeah. my kids will literally put together those hundred or thousand, you know, thousand piece thing. They'll, they'll sit there and put it together on the kitchen table. Sure. You know, they'll fight 20 times doing it, but they'll do it. <laughs> You know, but that they love that stuff, and yeah, the Play-Doh. They, they, my, my kid loves playing with Play-Doh. We have to, we every now and then we go get him the, you get like a big box of it with like ten or twelve things in it, because he leaves it open, it dries out. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, you can try putting, yeah, you can put a little vegetable glycerin in it, and and get it back to shape, and it's still squishy, but it's never the same. Right. It's never. You guys the same. ever tried to do like the homemade slime? Oh yeah, we have that. Huh, fair enough. They have some edible slime in the in the kitchen that we've been waiting to do, and I got a feeling this weekend it's going to be so cold I ain't leaving the fucking house. So right. I got a feeling this weekend we're going to do a few things in the kitchen because we just need to get some dishes out of there, and then we'll uh, we'll give we'll have some room. Let the boys have some fun this weekend. There you go, right on. But yeah, there ain't no motherfucking way I'm leaving this house. Probably not. Probably not Monday either. So, <laughs> right on. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell people. Nope. I've been saying the words weather permitting. <laughs> I got card subject to change. Well, I got four deliveries set up for Monday, and I keep telling everybody weather permitting. Weather permitting. I am not, dude. I'm just these. You don't get a lot of ice and snow here. You we get it every few. I got to tell you, I've been here 13 years. It's never been this cold. Right. Never been this cold. Um, 
snow is once every three or four years and ice. People here don't know how to fucking drive in it, dude. And I'm not going and driving in it. Nope. Yeah, I get you. Obviously, not after a 130-car pileup. No, thank you. Mm. No, no, I'm good. Um, we got Bailey versus Liv Morgan. Uh, Bailey wins. I guess Billy Kay came to the ring, and um, Ruby ended up throwing the resumes, and it distracted Liv. I think that's what happened. Yeah, this is exactly what happened, because she tried to apologize. And she, I don't think it was, like, resumes exactly. Like, she made some kind of, like, picture or something of them all together, like she was having fun with Photoshop or whatever. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get a good look at exactly what the picture was supposed to be, and they never showed it like close up. But that's kind of what it looked like. Uh, and she handed them, she handed this like big stack of papers to Ruby, and Ruby just kind of tosses them behind her. But so that they all end up scattering out into the ring, the referee tries to clean the ring up, and then the distraction ends up causing Liv to lose the match. And this is like, <laughs> this is a time when I totally agree with like Corey on commentary because this was entirely Ruby's fault. Like you've wrestled long enough to know that if you throw some shit backwards, it's going to land in the ring, and it's going to potentially cause a problem. Like, this was not Billy Kay's fault. This was entirely Ruby's fault for having a complete lack of, like, spatial awareness or situational awareness. Damn it. Like, she done fucked up. That wasn't ring general-like. Mm-hmm. Not at all. You should know where you are at all times. Yeah, it was, it was all on her. It was all on her. I, I, did, I did get a little kick out of, like, after the match, just... Billy Kay's looking all torn up, and Bailey just walks by and just looks in the ring, looks back at her, and goes, yeah, I don't think they like you very much, and then keeps walking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, though, that finisher that they gave her, it it looks good, or it looked good last week. Yeah. Did not look good this week. Liv did not sell that shit at all. Like, she just fell forward and just threw her hand up. Yeah. So you just see her just pushing her hand down and then falling with her face as gently as possible to the mat. She's like, I ain't messing up this moneymaker. Uh. <laughs> I've taken that bump. Fuck uh, you. Like, no. <laughs> that was kind of, that's become, uh, a lot of people have made fun of him for it. But if you look back, like, Kane kind of got a reputation of selling things very wonkily. Because, like, anytime you would take a pedigree from Triple H, he would always land on his knees mm. instead of landing on his face. But then you look, and this motherfucker's in his 50s now, and he's still showing up, making appearances, doing matches. Yeah. I call preservation, and more people should do it. Uh, I mean, and, you know, Kane was an older guy even, even then, taking those moves. It wasn't exactly a spring chicken, you know what I mean? Right on, yeah. He's a smart man. Yeah. Speaking of spring chicken, we got the Street Profits out there at the NASCAR at the Daytona 500 with Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. Wearing masks. Well, yeah, you have to. They they were all wearing masks. Chase Elliott's was down under his nose. Mm, yes. I mean, they were outside, but still. Yeah, it was. And they got pretty. They they got helmets. I would love so, one of those. Those things are. Those things are not cheap. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like, you know, <laughs> there was no references being made. You didn't get like the return of old Sparky plug. Ah, uh, well, I'm happy about that. And uh, I, I don't want to imply anything. I don't want to suggest anything. Uh, but I don't know if it's Fox or if it's NASCAR or what. But it, it seems like they're kind of trying to do something. Because you have Sasha Banks is going to be doing 
should be like the grand the, the grand marshal yes of yes. the fucking the daytona 500 this weekend yeah you say start your engines you wave the flag yeah yeah and then they had the spreed profits come in this week like it seems like they're they're kind of trying to market themselves to a very specific type of audience and I just don't think that they're going to. Well, this also isn't the first time they've done something with NASCAR. Yeah, this is true. This, this is, is true. this is not the first time you remember back when, uh, actually for the Randy and Kofi feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they had, uh, I forget who the other guy was, but I know they had Kyle Busch come in as a guest host. And that's when Kofi was standing on the car, the, the Orton car. And he threw the paint and like threw almost ate paint. shit. Yep, yep. Yep. Almost fell off the car. Almost fell off. Yep, that was it. So, I mean, this is not the first time. And they've always done stuff with NASCAR. They've done stuff with monster trucks. They've they've always done stuff with, with motorsports. They, it's... Hate to say, but they know their fans, dude. Mm. Yeah, this is true. This is true. They know their fans. I like watching NASCAR, I hate to say. Eh, I mean, I will say... Like some um, sometimes in TV, just being living in the South, like it's almost whether you want to or not, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah. But it can be fun to watch sometimes on TV, but more so than anything, actually going there live. Oh yeah. That's an experience. It's a pretty fun experience. I went to a race in Atlanta mm. a couple years ago, the Atlanta Motor Speedway. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, just the sound of those fucking cars rushing by you, man. <laughs> Fucking get your adrenaline pumping right there, man. Mm-hmm. And then you start like seeing like the fence that they have, and you realize that it's not as high as you think. <laughs> and then the, the cars like every so often that you get you hear you know the cars get into a wreck, and you're like, oh shit! Like keep your heads up. Yeah, um, it's also not fucking days of thunder, so right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody's eating ice cream in the pit. <laughs> no, 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 not not that I know of. That movie was on Hulu a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I watched it. That's how I know. I watched it. I did. I watched Teen Wolf last night, too. Mm, very good. That's what I did instead of watching NXT. I watched Teen Wolf. <laughs> did you get Did you get nice and toasty and watch some Air <laughs> I did. No, I got nice and toasty and watched Teen Wolf. <laughs> there you go. Perfect, perfect. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, the airplane movies. Ah, very good, very good. I like that. I got almost through the second one. I, I got through the first one, and then I ran out of beer, so I decided to go to bed. See, I feel like Airplane's a movie that still holds up for sure. It still holds up. It's when it's, it's way more offensive than you think it is. The first one, especially, <laughs> but it's also most of the comedy is just taking things very literally. Yeah, well, that the, the, like one of the scenes is they they use the term they I got to call them on the ham radio. That's literally a fucking ham radio. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you know, the, oh, what's his name? Um, Leslie Nielsen's in in both of them, mm. or the first one. I don't think he's in the second one. And you know, he's sitting there, and he goes, you know, surely you understand. And he's like, I do. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, yeah, just obvious jokes where they are i don't know to me that humor i'm always gonna like it i grew up with that humor i always love the one with the guys in the middle of like telling a story and there's like a montage of passengers killing themselves yeah <laughs> that's that's always my favorite part old ted striker telling stories but yeah i'll always like listen i grew up with that shit listen i grew up with fucking dice clay eddie murphy uh richard Pryor, and sam kinnison right 
yeah. I've got, what I like yeah. about that, those movies, and it's the same thing for Naked Gun, too, mm-hmm. is it just kind of runs the gamut of just being just flat out right silly and then also like like pushing the envelope and being kind of offensive. Yeah, the Naked Guns weren't that. Yeah, they were a little offensive, but <laughs> they were mostly. Well, I mean, I don't know what you could. I mean, basically now they just. I mean, they made fun of O.J. Simpson. Now it's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but they just, they're the same kind of humor. Just that literal humor, and it was, I, I like those movies, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like those movies. So, anyway, but yeah, I did wind up watching Teen Wolf last night, so. It's that, that, that still holds up. Some of the, some of the scenes where he's changing, you know, into the werewolf are still, Look, they didn't have the technology they had now, so right. you do what you got to do. Um, I mean, listen, if we watch the thriller video now, it would be, I mean, it was amazing back then. They even had a movie about it, a, a freaking music video. They had a movie about it, the making of it. and But it, it's still, now it's just, the technology is different. It's just, it's not the same. We've been spoiled by technology. Yeah, we have. That's true. So, all right, let's get back to uh, SmackDown here. We only got a f- couple of things left here. Um, all right, Street Profits came out yes. uh, versus Otis and Chad Gable. Fun little match here. All these guys are fun to watch on TV. They all got good charisma, good personalities. Um, so I thought it was a fun match. And then Montez Ford, once again, I, I mean, one day he's going to hit his head on the fucking rafters. Say it. Jesus Christ. They're going to have to start running on open air venues just for <sighs> preservation of his body. And the replay, he looked like he even hot. Well, they, the replay they played from a camera that was lower, and he looked like he was even higher in the air. But Jesus Christ, this guy just has a vertical leap like I've never fucking seen before. Unbelievable. I think at like one point he goes for like a sunset flip, but he just like damn near ends up falling out of the ring because he jumps so high. He jumps too fucking high. He doesn't know his own strength, but... Like I said, I, I thought it was a fun match here. All these guys are good. And Otis, you know, I kind of like what they're doing with him, but they're kind of calming him down. And I don't know. Chad's going to be the reason he loses a lot of matches, and then Chad's going to blame him for losing the match. That's the way it's going to go. But uh, it was a fun match, like I said. Um, then we get Sasha. As uh, Montez and uh, Dawkins are leaving, the Street Profits are leaving, Sasha comes out. They all start dancing a little bit to Sasha's song. And then I said, oh, fuck, you know what? I could use some beer tonight. Mm-hmm. So I went and got beer. I don't know what happened with the Sasha thing. I don't know if she had a match or if she just cut a promo. And uh-huh. I, I got back and Dolph Ziggler and um, Daniel Bryan were just getting in the ring. All right. So here's what happened as I, rem- <laughs> as I remember it. You had a little bit of an exchange between Sasha and Bianca. And you know, still no real commitment as to who Bianca is going to challenge because she's still doing the edge thing. Well, out comes the women's tag team champions. Hmm. So you have Shayna and you have Nia. Well, uh, Sasha, so they they start trash talking them, and Sasha ends up saying that she got her hands on some footage from Raw last week. And they show footage of uh, Naomi beating Shane. So it's like a little bit anticlimactic. And Sasha's like, no, no, I wasn't talking about that footage. The footage I was talking about. And I was like, don't you do it. (laughs) 
And so Bianca goes, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do it. Roll that footage. So they show the whole thing about her and her hole and whatnot. So this ends up setting off a fight. And <clears throat> somehow uh, Nia ends up on the apron. And she ends up getting knocked again on the apron onto her hole. Uh, so they once again go for the my whole thing. So this is going to become her just gimmick now is that they try to find as many new and creative ways for her to hurt her ass as possible, <laughs> which it's going to get it's going to get old real fucking quick. But I just like how this is just her lot in life now. Like it, it's over. So like right now, I guess it's cool, but they're going to push this over and over and over again. And then eventually it's going to lose steam and then. I hope this coincides with them losing interest in her and just calling this experiment off. Yeah, this is not going to be a whole lot of fun. No. whole no. lot of fun. I get you. No. No, there's there's not going to be a whole lot we can do about it. Hmm. But uh, it's just going to be shitty. <laughs> very good. Very good. I, I'm just not happy we have to think about her hurting her asshole every yeah. time she comes to the ring. That's, that's oh, great. Naya's going to hurt her asshole <laughs> i mean seriously that, uh, this is a, this is such a kid show i love these kids shows they put on wwe they're great this is family programming here mommy what <laughs> hole is she talking about oh um her uh ooh, um where she poops ew <laughs> Well, I mean, actually, believe it or not, that was like the, one of the more memorable scenes out of uh, the Good Burger movie. Was it was a kid's movie, and it had uh, like Ed Bogota in the movie. Okay. And he falls down. He takes a fall. And they ask him if he's all right, and he looks up and he says, I think I broke my ass. And like the way he delivered the line was perfect. It was, it was a little bit better than what they've been having Naya do. But I mean breaking your ass has been a staple in kids shows apparently i don't know why and 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 he did say abe vagoda right Uh, okay all right making sure i heard the right name wow i am almost certain i I will make sure no i'm I'm, not that that sounds right i'm just i i don't i don't think i've seen that movie to be honest with you yeah i don't think i mean not to be a dick but i don't think you would have had a reason to because this came out in 1997 don't think you had kids then no no, I, I mean didn't. it was definitely a kids movie. Yeah, I didn't have kids, so I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <clears throat> did not. Did not. Ninety seven. I was, uh, let's see, drunk. There you go. Yeah, Abe Vigoda. Yeah, okay. I was probably drunk and high. Sinbad was in it. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I like Sinbad. A- no, I'm just laughing. AEW superstar Shaquille O'Neal. Ah, <laughs> I like Sinbad actually, though, man. George Clinton. I like Sinbad too. George Clinton was in it. Who's the uh, uh, Robert Wool? Robert Wool. Okay, I know who he is. He was in uh, Mr. Mom. Yeah, he was in the uh, Tim Burton Batman too. Yep. Yep. He's Porter. Mm-hmm. They got it on Netflix. I think I might watch it at some point again. Yeah. Uh fucking who is it? Carmen Electra. She was in it too. Ooh. They like bring her into the the rival burger company. Brings her in to seduce. Ed, who's like the main guy at Good Burger. Mm, okay. All right. There you go. All right. Sinbad, though. What's that movie he's in? Necessary Roughness with, once again, Scott Bakula. Bakula, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Bakwala, whatever. There you go. The dude from fucking Quantum Leap. Bakula. Scott Bakula. God, that's a good show. 
That's a great show right there, man. Anyway, um, all right, there we go. More, more, uh, more movie talk. Um, <laughs> he was in my favorite episode of Sunny. Uh, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm. and they kept fucking up his name. And they called him Blackula at one point. <laughs> I thought it was pretty awesome. Like it makes sense within the context of the show, but it's a whole long thing. Mm. So we'd be taking a lot of time to explain it. But yeah, it, it was it was a really good episode. Okay. I'll take your word for it. All right. So anyway, I went and got beer. I came back. It's Dolph. Uh Dolph and Rude are already in the ring. Daniel Bryan and Cesaro come out. Um, they're having their match. Sammy and Corbin come walking down. They're just watching the match. Uh, and Cesaro ended up tapping out uh, Dolph Ziggler with a sharpshooter, which Dolph losing is not a big deal or even surprising. Mm-hmm. Then out of nowhere, Jay comes in and attacks Cesaro from behind. Uh, Sammy and Corbin go after Daniel Bryan. And then Owens comes out, stuns everyone, sits in the middle of the ring and says, Roman, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of what was uh, Rambo, Rambo Two. It's funny. I thought you were going to say the Booker T because any any time I hear I'm "coming for you," I just automatically think of that. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm glad Kevin Owens uh, decided to not use the N word, though. That would have been weird." See, Booker T started it. He did start it. <laughs> Booker, Booker T fired first. It's like he the Han started it. Star Wars. It's all Booker T's fault. I like Booker T. I don't give a shit. I like that guy. He's a good lad. Ah, he is, man. He's funny. I like Booker. Says some crazy wild shit sometimes, but I always, always liked Booker. So those are the two shows right there. Um, SmackDown was okay. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I'm not going to sit here and say I was crazy about it, um, but SmackDown was all right. SmackDown was not bad at all. Um, but from there... I guess we can get into a little bit of news, and we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Now, I did say we would talk about this thing that, uh, here, one thing here. Um, Antox popped up here, wanted us to cover. Yeah. Um, did you take a peek at that, Smart? I did, and I'm glad we're starting with this and not ending with this. I, I don't want to end with this. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Um, and you know what? We're, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but um, I'll read some of this. I'm not going to read all of it. But uh, Tom Cole, the former WWE ring boy who uh, accused officials, many officials, um, and I believe Pat Patterson also was one of them, Mm -hmm. um, of sexual harassment. Apparently, he's committed suicide. Um, Mm -hmm. This according to his brother, I believe, who put out um, a post... Um, saying, my brother Tom committed suicide a couple of hours ago. Vince McMahon and his wife Linda let child molesters into their companies years ago and did everything possible to cover up what they did to my brother. I hope you can sleep at night, Vince. Our family suffers. Thank you. Uh, Next post was, media, do your job. Stop Stop letting these people win. They will attack me and call me all sorts of names. This is their style. Tommy, I will not, he put at, but I know he meant let. Tommy, I will not let you down. Everyone will know who these people are. If something happens to me, you will know why. Ooh. That's that's not good. Um, and they do also have the video of the Donahue uh, segment that we've played before. Mm-hmm. We have played this Donahue segment before. Um, 
And this was not the only person that has accused, made the same accusations. Um, but yeah, it looks like he did commit suicide. Uh, I look, I, you can sit there and go, oh, this was so long ago. This couldn't have been. Yeah, it could have been. Absolutely could have been something. He could have just started, he could have drank, started thinking about it. Definitely could have been um, de- 100% attributed to, to him committing suicide. Um, but yeah, like I said, he, I, I guess, how long is this Donahue clip? One more time. I know we've played it, but let me, let me pull it up here. Oh, it's 45 minutes. We're not going to play all of it. <laughs> Everybody go grab themselves a snack. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but let me get to a little bit here. I believe this is him right here in the beginning, though, Tom Cole. Okay. Long hair. I think this is him right here. Let's, uh, let me unmute this. Do this. Um, what did you, you did you announce? Did you do any color for any telecasts? Yes. About how long did you do the color? Oh, I started for about a month. They hired me for a two-year deal and just went right out the window when I decided that uh, I didn't want to sleep with the vice president. Was there any touching? Was there any kind of vulgar uh, locker room uh, activity? We're trying to be specific here, Murray, as a court of law would oblige uh, any person to be of any gender. It was a little worse than that. He uh, blatantly threatened my job security. He didn't say sleep with me, did he? Is that the way men talk? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is the proper forum to be I agree with you, and I appreciate details. very much your... Wow, uh, Donahue just sitting there making fun of sexual accusa- uh, harassment accusations. Um, Definitely a different time. Huh? Different time. Different time. Different. Uh, we didn't have social media. We didn't have social media. Let's keep going. We're bringing a certain amount of decorum to this. This is a daytime television show, and we don't want to draw any dirty pictures. Uh, did it happen more than once? No. Just once? Yeah. And then how long after you said no were you dismissed? A couple of weeks. Barry Orton. Here's Barry O, the former professional wrestler who you think you lost your job with the WWF after refusing similarly. Actually, no, I've never actually said that. Okay, That's something that the media has come out. And uh, with the stories that I've given, they have kind of turned it around to where I've said that. I've never said that. However, I had encounters with uh, two of the gentlemen that have resigned since the allegations began. And these uh, these uh, incidents, of course, happened in 1978, which is... All right. Um, again, there's a lot of this on here. Um, this is, again, a 44-minute. If you want to go on there, just type in uh, Donahue on WWF Drug Scandal 1992. So mm-hmm. Now, there is one here, though, with Hannibal, with Lee Cole, um, and he was dis- discussing his brother's accusations here. Um, let's go ahead and play a little bit of this one. How long is this? This is 43 minutes. We'll, we'll, let's see what we get into in the beginning here. This is Hannibal here from TheHannibalTV.com. Today is my special guest. We have a gentleman that's contacted me. He is the older brother of Tom Cole. You may have heard the name Tom Cole from the WWE Ring Boys scandal that was settled back in the 90s but this is lee cole the older brother that wanted to clear up a few things about that whole situation i understand there's going to be more information coming out about this in the next week or so through various other media articles but how are you doing tonight lee 
I'm doing fine, thank you. All right, real quick. I don't remember hearing anything more about this after this interview. Mm. This was last year, this interview with Hannibal. I don't remember hearing anything about this ever, which I'm sure they found a way to just bury this whole thing. But I mean, this is obviously, and Lee Cole, the one who he, that is who was putting out these tweets. So, I mean, I, I believe he would know. Um, but anyway, um, last thing, there was another local interview that he uh, put up here. Um, it says, local interview with Tom Cole, protest outside WWF. Um, please pass this on. My brother is gone because of the guilt and shame that WWE caused him. He asked Jerry McDevitt, counselor for WWE, to help him with therapy. He said, no, shame on you. Mm. Some bad accusations here um, going on. But I got to tell you, if any, I mean, I wouldn't doubt if any of that was true. And that WWE is not known for treating people wonderfully. We do know that. Now, this little interview here is two minutes and 30 seconds here. Um, all right, so this is obviously in mono, so it's only going to be in the right ear. I apologize, but uh, it is what it is. Hmm. I don't know if you're hearing anything, but I'm not hearing anything at all. You're not hearing any of it? No. It's because... So I'm not hearing anything. I had imagined that other people aren't either. Okay. It's For some reason, it's in mono. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right. I'm sorry about that. I can't do anything about the way it's played um i could try one thing while we're talking here to uh, i just didn't mean to be rude but i just (laughs) i didn't know if anybody else could hear it either and i just didn't want people to be sitting there but like we can't hear shit what's going on no i don't know if they if if you couldn't they probably couldn't either but it being in the right ear only it was uh again it was just a mono thing so i don't know what i don't think i can fix that right now so anyway Sorry about that. Uh, we'll go ahead. And I probably could play it on my phone, but I don't have the cord in here anywhere. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, awful, awful to hear that. Um, I'm sure huh, now that this has happened, I'm sure now we're probably going to hear a little more of this coming out uh, in the next few days. But, I mean, this guy had gone to radio stations, TV, and made the same claims to everybody. And, look, we've talked before about the cover-up and this and that. and I believe Vince did cover all this up. I mean, it's entirely... It just gets to the point where there's so many accusations where it's, like, you know, just in terms of cover-ups, like, there's that theory out there, the rumor out there that, you know, Vince covered up uh, Jimmy Snuka murdering, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's a theory out there that they covered up Jerry Lawler's thing essentially, or that, you know, Jerry Lawler used his money and influence to sort of get away with fucking underage girls, essentially. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's nothing to laugh about, but it is what it is. And then, you know, and then like even the stuff that we do know happened, like it is not conjuncture. It is the God's honest truth. There's proof, there's evidence, there's facts. Stone Cold beat his wife. And then they told her that if she kept talking about it, they were going to sue her. And, uh, you know, like, I I almost laughed while we were doing our show because when we were talking about that two-foot rock statue, my mouse just kind of wandered over to the women's section of the shop. 
And the first thing I see is women's apparel, stone cold hoodies. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, like I almost had to laugh. I was like, the irony of this shit. And, and it's just like they can they just kind of get away with this kind of shit. Like it, just the stuff that happens because for the longest time it wasn't treated as anything legitimate. It was just kind of treated by mainstream media, by pop culture, you know, by like these sports outlets like, you know, ESPN or whatever as kind of sort of a clown show. When shit like this happens, they just don't report about it. Like they, they haven't report. I, I can't remember like a lot of major television outlets reporting any of this stuff about, you know, the Twitch situation mm-hmm. or when they had any of that, you know, speaking out any of those, you know, allegations or anything like that like they kind of just don't get like the world at large kind of just doesn't give a shit about what happens you know within the wrestling bubble no or they or they keep it out somehow and just keep it in the dirt sheets which allows people like us to talk about it which Mm -hmm. that's about the only way it gets out there is people like us and all the other podcasters out there talking about it right and i mean like we'll never know for sure what what did or didn't happen but Let's just say that it did. Let's say that it absolutely 100% as everything that is alleged in this instance happened. Even if it did, like, what's going to happen? I mean, honestly, if you had to be realistic about it, nothing. Like, these allegations have been made. These, it's We've talked about it. It's been in the news over and over again, like in the dirt sheets at least. Mm-hmm. And nothing has, you know, kind of come of it. And I can't say that I anticipate anything well, honestly. No. I mean, I, we've seen a few people. I mean, w- w- probably the main thing that happened is that Joey Ryan, he had to leave his company. And uh, who, who was it? Uh, the um, Quackenbush left his and yeah. put out the most odd apology ever. Oh, he apologized for literally. I think at one point he apologized for Tyson biting off Holyfield's ear. He apologized for everything except for what he did. Uh, pretty much which ironically he was kind of one of the more tame people involved because his kind Mm -hmm. of problem was just seemingly negligence pretty much just not knowing and he apologized for everything in the world um every problem in the world he apologized for basically i i think he even apologized for trump being president i think it might have been that but i don't know i don't remember um Mm -hmm. but anyway uh awful to hear and um you know I, i i hope I know it's a little too late, but I hope that maybe this will get the story out and more. And I hope maybe they do get some closure. And I know some of these guys are already past that have that are that have been accused. But listen, closure is closure. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Obviously, hopefully, like I said, I I, I hope they get more um, more exposure out of this, and and uh, we'll see what happens. Right. We will see. Now, let's get into something else here, Mark, a little lighter. Sure. Um, this, to me, is the dirt sheets. A slow week and digging and, like, just trying to do anything they can to stir up some shit. Everyone's saying, oh, Peacock isn't as popular as believed. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the active subscribers they have. Uh, looks like there was a little review of the data by a, I don't know if it must be a website called The Information. It shows that Peacock has 33 million subscribers, but only around 11.3 million actively viewing. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, 
we know the WWE's network is moving over to here. That's obviously why we're bringing it up. Now, what was the last numbers you heard on the WWE network? Right around, what, 2 million? Yeah. So they've hovered around that 2 million mark pretty much since the birth of the network. Right. They've never really gained subscribers, okay? They've always stayed around that two-something million mark. So if you have the opportunity to get 11.3 million active people to look at your product, Mm -hmm. that's not an improvement over 2 million? Right. Uh, It's definitely an improvement for them. Right. But why would anyone even be going, well, it's not as popular as we thought? Dude, they have 33 million subscribers. Now, what do they consider active viewing is my question, first of all. I'd like to know how many hours would they consider active viewing if someone goes on and watches one or two shows a week. Is that active viewing? Is some, if someone goes on there and watches a whole show, I'm sure that's active viewing, or a whole season, I'm sure that's active viewing. But I, right. I think this is really reaching for trying to shit on WWE for this. They still have the opportunity to get a lot more more view opportunity again to get a lot more viewers on their a lot more eyes on their product this, this who fucking cares 2 million 11.3 see the difference there right yeah, i don't i don't think i mean I, I could be wrong i might have misinterpreted this but i, I did read the article that because you, you sent it my way as well uh I don't think there was so much shitting on them as they were just saying that the network, the Peacock network, is underperforming. But my thing about this is, and I was reading this, is like, if they're still paying for it anyway, is it really a big deal whether they're active or not? Air quotes on the word active. Like, if those are st- if those people are still giving them their money and they're still, you know, from month to month still paying for it, and it doesn't seem like they have any you know, the numbers aren't dropping, then is it really a big deal that they're not using it as much as they're using Netflix or whatever? No, it's really not. And I, I, I know, it's just, this just seems like such, such a reach to try to be like, well, look, they're not as popular as we thought. Who gives a shit? It's still good for WWE. It's still a good move. And you're right. Now, they do have a free version. Right, yes. I don't know how many subscribe to that. I did read down here, and it doesn't say exactly how many are uh, are subscribed to it right now but listen i know disney plus has 87 million subscribers worldwide but mm-hmm. i get it but still this this is how you build man you build well i mean just think about this though because like we were talking about let's let's say that my theory is right here and that they're talking about how the network is underperforming in this article here because they're talking about uh, NBC Universal has been looking for ways to grow the underperforming streaming platform mm. without spending too much money. And the WWE Network deal is part of those efforts. So they just said that they're looking to grow their network without spending too much money. $1 billion is not too much money for them, well, is what saying. So let me just think about that. Well, when Disney is spending 3.3 on their service, that's what they're saying. They're comparing the money spent by them to the 3.3 million that Disney has been was spending on their service. Right. So 
I don't know. I, I guess they're saying actually, you know, Peacock did lose around two billion dollars between twenty and between two thousand twenty and they say twenty twenty one, but this quarter's not over. Right. So you don't know that yet. Yeah. Good God, who wrote this shit? <laughs> Jeez, um, Mark Middleton. Mark Middleton. Should be Mark Simpleton. That should be the fucking name. I thought you were going to say Mark Madden. No. No, I don't have to. All I would have to do is say his name. I don't have to shit on him. He does it himself. I think I'd rather be called Mark Simpleton than Mark Madden. (laughs) So, (coughs) excuse me. Anyway, I don't know. I I really think, obviously, it was a slow news week. If if, if this even happened. Seriously, this is not news to me. Them getting, them still being able, okay, listen, uh, okay, so we've got 33 million, how many of those may jump back now and maybe wrestling fans? Yeah. You don't know. This is like the, 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 the unknown unknown. There's known unknowns and there's unknown unknowns. This is an unknown unknown. We don't know. What ain't no country I ever heard of. Damn right. Come back to me in, in, in a year. And then we'll we'll relook at these numbers, and then we can shit on whoever we need to shit on. How's that sound? There you go. I mean, honestly, it, the numbers are going to change a little because I had no interest in giving them four ninety nine a month so that I could watch like fucking Friends reruns. <laughs> but if they're going to be giving the network away, I'm not giving giving it away, but they're going to have the network for four ninety nine. I mean, I might go ahead and sign up for that. Well, they have a free version on there. They have a four ninety nine, which is still with ads, but limited ads. And then the nine ninety nine is ad free. I'd also imagine, hint, hint, if you uh, have certain extensions installed into your browser, those limited ads might be a little bit of a non-factor. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they could be. I'm sure there's ways around everything. All right. Um. So anyway. I'll calm down a little bit. During a uh, a recent takeover conference call, Triple H was asked about Velveteen Dream's current status with the company. He ensured everyone that Dream is still around and still training and with the company. Uh, nothing else was really said about future plans, but the quote from Triple H was, there's really nothing to add with Velveteen Dream. We've gone over it a million times. A status update. He's still training. He had a little bit of a physical thing, a little bit of a physical thing for a bit. Not sure what I guess that means. He had a little nagging injury. He's still with us, still training, still on the roster. So I don't think anyone was rumoring that he wasn't on the roster anymore. I think they were rumoring that he was taken off TV due to certain accusations that don't add up and are probably completely false. And I think WWE knows they're false. I just I enjoy the fact that he said we've been over this a billion times. <laughs> I just I enjoy his fatigue. I was like, look, you know what happened. I know what happened. He may or may not have fucked some teenagers. Look, I don't know how many different ways I could answer this fucking question. You keep throwing it at me. Whoa, uh, what? Wait, now he's not. The, the fucking was not part of this. Talking to and trying to he was uh, fucking was not part of that don't 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 do that smart that's <laughs> reaching well yeah 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just say everything. Uh, can I throw the word allegedly in there to cover my ass? Absolutely. All right, allegedly, everything I say, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> because I, I did briefly forget that uh, he may or may not know we exist. <laughs> so, um, I, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I, I feel like the whole thing, because I mean, no amount of time is going to change this. Like, you're going to bring him back, and whenever you decide to bring him back, it's going to be the same sort of weird feeling in the air. Uh, you know, with the accusations. So it's just like, I, I don't know what, what you're going to do with all this. And then in general, unfortunate, in general, unfortunate in general, because like, he seemed like he had so much fucking potential and he's still, I mean, I guess he still does and he's still very young. And it seemed like he was like a sure shot, just guaranteed he was going to be this like mega star for them. And even before the whole accusation started setting in, it just he, his performances started, started kind of seeming a little bit off. Like he wasn't quite—he wasn't bad, but he wasn't quite what he used to be. And it's just—it's—it's it's weird. Yeah, and you know, he—the uh, last time he put out a tweet, if you mm-hmm. remember, everyone just kept calling him a pedo. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's always—that's—that's that's gonna fucking stick. Like whether he did or whether he didn't, and. Even if he didn't, there's going. It is. It uh. 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 Unfortunately, that's going to stick with him, like you just said, and I, I kind of feel bad for him because if he's innocent, then we shouldn't be doing that, and no one should be. And I, I, I don't think they should be even on. I don't know. I'm just not a guy that has to give my two cents on everything on this show, maybe, but not on social media. Right. Um, I, it, it it sucks. Like I said, especially if he is innocent, which I believe he is. I think this is all bullshit. I think it's all none of none of it adds up. None of it makes sense. Doesn't pass that old smell test, if you ask me. But um, you're right, though. It is going to be odd when he comes back, no matter what. And you're going to get everyone going back, you know, back. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. And, and you can't and. You can't, ha- no matter what you do, it's not going to be right. Because if you have him lose, it's like, oh, you're punishing him for what he did. Or if you have him win, you're like, you're pushing him in spite of what he did? Yeah, exactly. And like I've, I mean, like I've said before, I think WWE would not even have put this guy back on television if they didn't know something. Right. If they didn't know it was bullshit, I don't think they're just going to be like, oh, fuck it. You know, he tried to pick up some young kids. Screw it. Put him back on TV. No, I don't think that's how it's going to work. They're a publicly traded company. They can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I I feel bad for the guy. I hope... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they need to just put the fucking evidence out there. If they know it's 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 bullshit, then maybe they need to just leak that and let everyone know it's bullshit. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, that might do it. It might not. Who knows? I, I know that they won't. But, like, do you think it would help anything if they had him, like, actually address it on TV? Like I said, I know they won't. I know we're living in a fucking fantasy land for that mm. question. Mm. Uh, would that help? No. Yeah, fair enough. No, I don't think it would. Not one bit. I think it would actually hurt him more. That could be. Oh, look, he's trying to apologize for being a pedo. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a no-win situation, I it's, guess. Exactly. It's, it's one of those catch 
Maybe comes back with a different. 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 Maybe comes back with a different character. Who knows? I hope not. I like the Velveteen Dream character, so <clears throat> we'll go from there. I'm gonna do my last little one here, which you know, just kind of a quick little thing, and then uh, Smart's got a few stories we're gonna get into here. Um, Mia Yim and Keith Lee are engaged. She put out a toy, uh, looks like a little tweet here that says her, she's holding up her hand um, with a ring, brand new ring on it, and it says, I said yes, Mr. and Miss Lee, at Real Keith Lee. So there you go. Those two are engaged. Congratulations to them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everybody could use a little good mood during this pandemic. A little good news, good mood, good times, good things happening. Good to see. Good to see. And I like how he's got a Mansfield, Texas shirt on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he is a Texas boy. Yeah. I know where Mansfield is. I pick up there every now and then. I mean, I will say, though, I'm not sure that it was the wisest idea to marry somebody who is actively trying to, like, bring an end to your employer. <laughs> You got, you got to question the logic behind that. All right. Um, you listening? Nah, I'm, I'm listening. Okay, you know what kayfabe is? All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> now, now, listen, I, I've had enough. You brought to my attention that MVP alleges that this Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> he did. I don't know how many heartbreaks I can take in one week. Oh, my God, my kid today. Got, you know what's funny? When we were talking about that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. My kid gets in the car today. My young, my middle, my young boy, my younger, younger boy, not my young boy, my younger, <laughs> my young boy. I have him carry my bags. <laughs> Can't no. Um, gets in the car from school today. Uh-huh. His school is literally less than a mile from the house, and he asks me, "Is Santa real?" I said, oh, "Why would you ask me that?" Oh, my friend Thomas says he's not because that's what his mommy tells him. Do you ever just want to take a woman and sh- <laughs> shake the shit out of her? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you tell your kid that so he tells every other kid that? Anyway, it that, angered the shit out of me. That that actually, yeah, that's, that's really interesting, actually. Because yeah, I, I can kind of, you know, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a very interesting thing because like okay, <laughs> if you don't, well, I mean, if like you live in a household where you don't celebrate Christmas or whatever, you know, you might tell your kid that. But then it's like you, you like you said, you know that if you tell your kid that, that he's gonna tell other kids that, and you're gonna fuck it up for other people. So it's like, how do you want to play that? Because it's like it's almost kind of selfish if you just tell your kid it's like. Uh, these fucking these it's for me. No, the only I an- do this shit. Yeah, I mean, the only answer I had was, well, maybe his mommy's wrong. Adults can be wrong sometimes, you know. And he goes, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh God, thank God. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> that's one of those things. Yeah. Oh, thank God. It was it was rough, man. It was tough. It was tough. It was a tough question to to get. But um, anyway, on that note, congratulations, definitely to uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Like I said, it's always nice to hear some some good things happening during this pandemic and all the crazy shit going on. It's uh, nice to hear some uh, some good things happening for people. Just you just hit the kid with, well, uh, maybe his mom was bad, so that's why Santa didn't visit her. Oh, maybe she's naughty. 
Okay, Errol. Maybe she's naughty. Maybe she's the one that wears shorts she shouldn't. Um, God, they got one mom there who pulled. God, they got one mom there who pulls. I don't care what the weather is. She was in shorts today, like small, tight, booty hanging out shorts. Mm. She's a heavier gal. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, got some junk. Maybe those shorts didn't start that way. They started normal size, and yeah, she's kind of uh, a little junk in the trunk. If you know what I'm around. Anyway. Let's move on from that. And uh, you've got three here. I cut out one of mine because reading it, it was stupid. I'm sure you know which one, the beer one. Forget about it. Um, oh, God, get this fucking stupid impeachment thing off my thing. Okay, thank you. Uh, it was a fucking ad for an, I have an, I have an ad for impeachment. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. It was on one of your articles, damn it. And I, I didn't make the websites. All right, you got a point. You got a point. All right, I don't um, even visit the websites. I just steal my shit off Reddit. We've been, we've talked about this. Well, there you go. Uh, pick whichever one you stole first, and I'll roll with you, my man. <laughs> well, I feel like the perfect segue is you said she's a bit of a bigger girl. <laughs> <laughs> so you say she's big. Scott Steiner might say that she's fat. Oh, so. What, what, what does Scott Steiner have to do with anything? Well, not much, but Rick Steiner done went and had himself a kid. And Rick Steiner's <laughs> kid is, is apparently going to be joining the WWE. So this is a Heal by Nature article. This is Rick Steiner's son received WWE tryout last fall. It's uh, Bronson, son of former WWE tag team champion Rick Steiner, is WWE bound during today's NXT performance. And this is obviously, this is a day ago, so it wasn't today. But during today's TakeOver Media Call, Paul Triple H Levesque answered a question regarding Parker Bruno heading to the WWE. During his response, he casually mentioned Bronson is coming in the door, implying that he is WWE bound. He did not confirm whether he has signed a deal with the company. So there you go. Uh, he said Bronson previously pursued a career in professional football, being picked up by the Baltimore Ravens last spring before being waived by the team last August. He made his pro wrestling debut last October, wrestling a match for AWF slash WOW in Wrinkle, Georgia, which is about a half hour away from where I live. Hmm. He had his uncle Scott Steiner in his corner, which I know won't happen, but I'm hoping against hope that that continues. No. <laughs> I don't have age, so is I it, know that that won't have age, so I know it, that that won't have age, so I know it, that that won't happen. I believe there's still a picture of him in the ticket booth outside. Uh, <laughs> he ain't getting in. He's fat! Whoa, easy there, Scott. <laughs> He's fat! But yeah, he is... Like, and I will go ahead, I'll post it in the Mixler so that people can see, but... Uh, for those who aren't in the Mixler listening live, what have you, you can go ahead and look him up. Big He's guy. Big Steiner's son. He is definitely some. He is definitely the kind of person that Vince would jerk off of. Uh, big guy is, got the uh, got the '90s uh, tribal tat on the left arm there. Big arms, ripped abs. Kind of reminds me of like I'm not saying that Mr. Steiner Jr. here, 
does take steroids. But to me, he looks like if Ward, Wardlow took steroids. Which is scary because Wardlow probably does take steroids. Um, actually, he looks a lot like Rick and Scott, like half Rick, half Scott. Yeah, I could see that. He's got the Rick, like, facial features, but that nose, that's that's Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Scott. Yeah, way closer to having a Scott physique, too, than a Rick physique. Definitely. Definitely has the has that side of the jeans in him because he is ripped and jacked. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. They love their football players over there mm-hmm. at uh, over there at the NXTTT. I actually watched because they do they they include or they have a link for his tryout match or his first debut match, and I watched it. And obviously, he's very green, but he's got you know he's got size, he's got a good build, he's got potential. You know, you know if he actually develops or not, it's a whole other story. But we shall see. I guess we'll see what happens, man. I guess we will definitely figure it out. But uh, obviously, they say they're bringing him in, and obviously that Parker Boudreaux, who we talked about a week or two ago, I think it was actually last week we talked about him. Obviously, you know they're bringing him in, and another beast. That dude is bigger than this guy. So going to be some cool. uh, Looks like they got some cool additions coming in once they uh, once they get these guys training. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. So uh, transition. Couple of uh, uh, couple of homegrown WWE talent they can push. Oh, you! I mean, you know they love that because they can just right from the very beginning teach them to work their way. Just groom them and mold them to what they want. Just just like a like a like a piece of putty. Yeah. Yeah. Just mold them, make them do whatever we want. That that does bring up kind of an interesting question though, because I hadn't considered it. Like, okay, they kind of signed him because of the pedigree, because of you know the next generation. But like, you're not going to bring Scott Steiner out there, and like, are you really going to bring Rick Steiner out there? Like, is Rick Steiner? Do you really want to hear a Rick Steiner promo in 2021, even if it's just putting over his son? So like. You know, I don't see. I don't know how how much use they're going to get out of the the Steiner family name in this instance. Well, his name is not Steiner. First sure. of all, you did see his last name in there, right? Yeah, I just kind of sidestepped it because it's well, it's a little tough to say. Bronson, actually, it is kind of Steiner. I guess the I guess their real name. You're right. I'm sorry, I forgot. Like I guess Steiner Bacher or something. Rec, rec, uh, rec Steiner, R-E-C-H Steiner. So I guess their name really is Steiner, but they, they're going to change his name. It doesn't matter. And they may not even bring it up for a while that who he is. No, they're not going to bring in Scott, obviously. I don't think they're ever, I don't think there's really a reason to bring in Rick. I right. wouldn't mind hearing a Rick Steiner promo, a little dog face gremlin out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it necessarily, but I just, I just don't really see them using him. I don't really see see them like having an an incentive to. I mean, I would love if they decided. Look, let's let's maybe talk to Scott. Let's see how he is. Let's see if we can control Scott, which you know you can't. Um, I mean, right now we're living in the uh, era of the pre-records, so. <laughs> It would be a lot of work for some poor editor, but you might be able to 
Yeah, but then you got to worry about that time he's out there, if he's out there during a match, and what's he going to do, what's he going to say. Social media. Social media. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll have to see, though. Mm. We will have to find out. But uh, I don't know. Um, it's uh, Like I said, they, they, they've got some homegrown talent they, they're bringing in. Obviously, they uh, they like that. I mean, look, that's basically what Big E is. He's a homegrown talent. Yeah. Which... That should be enough for them to give him that fucking rocket on his back, man. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that potentially. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, all right, we got two more, and then got that video. We got time for it. Yeah, I think the video is probably the the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll go ahead and transition from one uh, son of a former professional wrestler to another. Mm. Keeping the old next generation alive here. Mm. This is from metro.co.uk. So maybe that's a hint as to who it is that I'm about to talk about. But it just says right here, Davy Boy Smith Jr. confirms WWE and AEW talks after stalled NXT UK offer. So it says the 35-year-old wrestler whose father is the late British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, was released from the promotion in 2011 but now he's eyeing up a comeback after plans for an NXT UK run fell through last year. Speaking exclusively to Metro.co.uk, I already plugged you website. Stop. <laughs> he said there's been quite a bit of interest and a little bit of back and forth talk with myself and the company. I think that the plan or what they were hoping was for me to come to NXT UK. But unfortunately, right now, because of COVID, those doors are kind of locked. We'll see. There's been interest in me going to NXT down here in Orlando. I live down here in Tampa, Florida, so I've just been feeling things out, trying to get a lay of the land, so to speak. We're discussing and talking. I can't exactly say anything for sure, but there have been talks. Um, so there you go. I'd prefer to see him in AEW. I think WWE never knew how to use him, won't know how to use him now. He's going to get lost in the shuffle on either show he's on. And I'd prefer to see him over in AEW. I think they could do something with him. He's a tall guy. He's a big guy. They need a few more tall guys there. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not shitting on in any of the talent there. I'm just saying they could use another tall guy. They could use another, not legend, but they could use another name to uh, to attach themselves to. I think he'd have much better shelf life in AEW, especially at 35 years old. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I was actually seeing, I'll post it in the mixer here when I find it. He's, uh, if you remember, like in the early to mid-90s, the, the attire that the Bulldog wore, like the shorts that had British Bulldog written on them, and they had the, the boots that also had Bulldog on them. Uh, Davey Jr. is wearing those now. Mm-hmm. So it just looks kind of cool because he just looks like he, it's like he's bringing back the old gear. It looks kind of interesting. Uh, he's actually going to be there doing this weekend, uh, GCW. They're doing the Josh Barnett Bloodsport. Mm. So essentially it's a, like a more fleshed out version of like Raw Underground where it's like no ropes and it's just people actually like kind of work shoot fighting, but they actually have the time to put out decent matches. It's not just like 
you know, like two or three minutes and then you jump to something else. It's always a lot of fun. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in watching that. Nice. And actually it's set up like the Bloodsport movie, like the, like, like, like Akumite. Yeah. Yeah. And they do raise the ends for the last match of the main event. It's, 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 it's pretty fucking cool to watch. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll watch it. I'll, uh, Main read. event is going to be fucking awesome. So, actually, I'll I'll read the three here because it's uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, the former UFC fighter, against Simon Grimm. He was uh, in the Vaudevillains in NXT. Right, right. Uh, then we're talking about Davy Boy Smith Jr. is fighting Kelvin Tankman, who we talked about before. But if you don't know who he is, he is a big motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> like he's he's a big boy. Um. And then the main event is the one I'm most excited for. It's going to be Chris Dickinson versus Jeff Cobb. Oh. And I'm, I'm always excited to see Jeff Cobb wrestle. But that's going to be fucking awesome, I think. They're going to really, they're going to go after each other. And Dickinson's a good guy, man. I like I like Chris Dickinson. Um, yeah. Good guy. I spoke uh, uh, back in the THT days. Me and Shaheen spoke to him right after uh, that thing with Kimberly where he launched her into the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And is a big fisherman. He had yeah, a, there you go. He had a lot of posts at one point of him fishing, and uh, I'm 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 big big fisherman. I like fishing. Um, need to get out this year, but obviously not now. I'm not going fucking ice fishing. Right. Yeah, there, I'm gonna post um, post in the mixer here. There we go. Yeah, so there's the. It's a, a match graphic. So you got. David Boy Smith Jr. rocking the British Bulldog tights, and then you have a picture of Calvin Tankman, and man, is he a big motherfucker! Oh, that guy! Holy hell, that's Dave. That's him. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Boy Smith Jr. looks different. Yeah, he's fucking jacked, and it like it looks like it might be natural too. So good on him. That does not look like the same guy yeah, at all. He's, he's definitely changed a lot. Yeah, definitely lost some hair. Grew some hair on his face, and like you said, Jack and the other guy just looks like Kimbo Slice. Like he come in there and kill you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I've, uh, since I cut my cable, I've got a few different ways to watch shows, and I'll uh, obviously I found a good a, a good way to watch uh, Raw tonight, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, SmackDown. Excuse me. And luckily oh, for them, they're being smart and doing the show on Saturday and not on Sunday, uh, like NXT. I might have to uh, check this out. I might have to check this out. Are they doing it? Are they doing two nights? Are they doing two weeks? Yeah, oh. they're doing this weekend Saturday, and then they're doing next weekend. I'm assuming Saturday as well. well I just noticed it was the. Th- it says thirteen plus twenty Fe- February, so that's why I wanted to make sure. So they're doing Bloodsport four and five. Yeah, five's going to be next weekend. And, like, they're kind of just leaving it open because they haven't announced a card yet. So it's going to be kind of, I think, depending on who wins what tomorrow, they're going to build a card off of that. So you're telling me they're not going to do the, like, number five and then number four? Ironically enough, they're they're taking a real risk here and doing things uh, chronologically. That's a big risk there, Cotton. We'll see how that works out for them. I'm saying, I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> You're like, yeah, they're gonna do the you know four this weekend, five the next. I'm like, yeah, figured that's how it was gonna go. That's <laughs> chronologically chron- chronologically correct. Wow. 
it's a hard one. I was I was surprised I got it on the first try. Yeah, I uh, try to get me to say curri- cur- curriculum. Fuck. I read the word off. I read the word ethnic as authentic earlier, and I was like, oh god, I I'm not gonna be able to read shit on the show. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, it's like that. They're nowhere near the same word. Like they're spelled <laughs> entirely differently. I'm like, oh god, this is not good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, but, uh, so let's see. All right. Yeah, we've only got uh, one more, and then we got a little video we can play for y'all. Talk about that, and then we'll roll on out of here. Let y'all enjoy the weekend. So uh, about two weeks ago, at this point. You had, before the Royal Rumble, you had Braun Strowman come out, clear house. And, of course, he was in the Royal Rumble match. He didn't win the Royal Rumble match, but then he has not been seen since. Well, there's a reason for that. Our friends at WrestlingNewsSource.com will tell you why. It says Braun Strowman has been dealing with a blood infection. Braun Strowman has been off WWE television because he's been dealing with with an infection in his blood system. He posted the following on Instagram. Yo, saw a little update since I've been off the air for a little bit. I got really sick over the weekend and got an infection that got into my blood system and had to and had to be put on antibiotics for that. It was awful. I dropped like 15 pounds in five days. Couldn't eat. It looks like 50 pounds of water weight. All my joints are swollen and inflamed, but the antibiotics are working and I'm feeling better. He added that he's been getting back to training and he'll be back very soon. Wow. Um, I don't have any clue what that could even be. No. Not at all, but uh, it sounds bad. Um, yes. drop 15 pounds in five days is really bad. That's three pounds a day. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, but if you can't eat and you're his size... Right. I you're going to shed weight pretty fast. Um, but, man, that's that's awful. I've had a lot of bad, shitty stories tonight, and this one's pretty bad, too. But, um, I, like I said, I don't have a clue. what what I don't, I don't know anything about blood or in, sure. infections in blood. I don't even know names of blood infections. So, but Just the phrase, like, all of my joints are swollen and inflamed, like, yeah. Yeah. It's always painful. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just glad he says the antibiotics are working. That means they're he, he's starting to feel better already. So uh, we'll probably see him back in the ring very soon. He said he'll get back to it when he can. Right. Mm. Man, that's a lot of blood. Look at that guy. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, hope, 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 like I said, I'm glad the antibiotics are working. Speedy recovery to uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, good beer. All right. Um, I guess, you know, let me close this down. We'll do one more. That little, uh, we'll do one more here. Uh, let me get that video. As you do that, a little bit of a bonus. Oh. And a bit of a spoiler. So for anybody that's interested in watching the Pro Wrestling Noah show that happened this morning, here is your warning. You got five seconds, four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second. KG Muto, a.k.a. the Great Muto, won the GHC World Championship this morning. So he is still out there clanging and banging and getting it done. I saw that. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool because I guess he's like he won the uh, New Japan belt, the IWGP belt a while back. So he's like had pretty much every major Japanese wrestling championship. Yeah, pretty much. So, but uh, yeah, I did see that. I saw a lot of people bitching about it, but. Well, yeah, he's a bit up there in age at this point. Well, so it's uh, kind of like the equivalent of the people that are bitching about, you know, Goldberg winning, except that mm. he probably still is a lot better worker than Goldberg. Yeah, I mean that's 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 Muda. Yes, I mean, yeah, awesome. Loved Muda when I was a kid, man. I remember back in North Carolina, I was a little mm-hmm. kid. Same show I went to with um, that I that rock and roll the first show I went to. Um, ever was at Dorton Arena, Raleigh, North Carolina, and the same show that, you know, Rock and Roll Express fell on me and stuff. Me and my dad went to, Muda was on the card and had spit the green mist. Me and my dad were walking to the bathroom. Who walks right past us? Muda with the mist all over his face. Nice. It was pretty cool, man. I was so, dude, enamored since that day, man. Very nice. Just enamored with wrestling since that day, man. Since that day. I'm a huge Rock and Roll Express fan from that, that day on, too. So, I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. I just uh, a lot of lot of things I won't forget when I was a little kid. A lot of things I do forget, but most <laughs> just takes a little bit of a reminding, and I usually I usually can can trigger something. So there you go. I, I could never really remember what it was like the moment that like hooked me forever. I just remember like living because I like I lived in a house with my mom. Like my mom gave birth to me when she was twenty one, mm-hmm. so she was still living with her parents so they'd be my grandparents and she was the oldest so like her brothers were younger so it was like they were early 20s if not teens so it was like a bunch of guys in the house so just inevitably somebody was always watching something (laughs) you know that was like shit blowing up or people fighting so of course wrestling was on i just remember just kind of like i don't remember the exact moment the exact match or what have you but i just remember it being on in the house when i was a kid and it just catching my attention and just never really let go i remember i I was like i was six and i got to go to wrestlemania 13 so that was really cool because they had that in chicago they had that at the uh rosemont horizon that was the one with uh brett and stone cold ken shamrock as a referee that was a really good one i've actually never been to a pay-per-view we've been to a couple i've been been to smackdown been to raw been to a house show uh, never do a pay per view though, so I don't know. I'll get there. Like I said, in, uh, next year we got Mania coming here. So if I'm still yeah, here, if I'm still here, we'll see. Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd definitely be a cool thing to like take the kids to. Yeah, I also got a very strange offer today to go back to Florida. But anyway, hmm, there you go. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's I'm sure if it's real. <laughs> hmm. Okay, the, fair enough. The guy I got it from a little sketchy. Um old friend, but a little sketchy. Yeah. A little sketchy. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um but yeah, I mean, wrestling was always my dad had showed me wrestling, but I would kinda just never really I wasn't into it, and then as soon as I went to a show, that was all it took. That was yeah. all it took. As soon as I walked into and walked into the arena, saw the show, saw the wrestlers. I mean, my dad's pointing out razor blades in the ring <laughs> and shit like that, and I'm like, yeah, loved it, fucking loved it. Sting, the, uh, the, you know, the, the surfer Sting, um, 
was there. I got to pat him on the back. Fuck yeah, that's good, good stuff, man. And I'm, I'm like I said, the fucking uh, uh, Nikita Koloff was uh, a neighbor of one of my dad's uh, friends. So on that show, Nikita Koloff uh, backed off, backed away from my father. Ah. I didn't know it was a work until I was much older. <laughs> but that was the plan. My dad planned it with him. So. And uh, my dad ran the Charlotte office of Stephen Gould and a lot of those guys. Stephen Gould is a huge packaging company. Um, mm-hmm. My dad ran that office in Charlotte and Raleigh. So that's where, that's how he knew a lot of those guys because they lived on the street with the same, uh, with one of his old salesmen. So... Mm-hmm. I still talk to that guy. Well, Chris Garvey, good guy. Me and my dad both still talk to him. He's a nice guy. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, play the last thing here and wrap it up. We're going a little longer than we have been the past few weeks. No big deal, though. It's Friday. Um, Smart got this video to play. Go ahead and uh, give it a little intro, if you will. Sure. Just kind of to set it up a little bit, this is a clip of Ron Simmons talking about the night that he won the WWE, not WWE, WCW World Championship, that big gold belt that everybody loves so much. I love it as well. It's a great design. But yeah, it's about about 15 or a minute 15. Not Mm -hmm. too long, but pretty interesting. And I think he does a pretty good job of explaining the importance of the championship and teaching some people out there right back why the belt actually matters. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we, we, uh, you know what, let's, let's play the video and then we'll get into it. Okay, here we go. Play. Go on. Come on. I might need to refresh. Play. Hold on. Just as I normally do. I'm told by Bill Watts that I'm going to be up for the world championship tonight. What? Tonight? Me? How? Why? When, how did this come about? And this exact words to me at that point was, hey, why not you? Tonight, we're going to make history here. Okay? Invader's got him up. Boy, went over his back. Got agility by Simmons. And Simmons, he got him in a This is him versus Vader. resonate with me is because he had the guts to do what no one else did and that was put a black man in there for the world championship and not only put him in there but hey I'm sorry it's locking up everybody I'm gonna be champ never let anyone tell you that they've been in this business that hey having that belt around your waist don't mean anything it means everything Barry Windham down there. I come walks in the end just as I normally do. I'm told by Bill Watts that I'm going to be up for the world championship tonight. What? Tonight? Me? How? Why? How did this come about? 
And his exact words to me at that point was, hey, why not you? I don't know how, but the video rewinded Tonight, itself. We're gonna yeah, it's replaced. Oops. Oh, it replayed. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It replayed. All right. Um, you know what? I, I You can't disagree with the guy. The belt does mean everything. The belt means they have confidence in you. The belt means they are going to put everything that they have behind you into yeah. you, and they believe in you. And, yeah, that should mean a lot to somebody. That should. It means they appreciate what you're doing. And I believe if you're in a, a, a I'll call it a craft like wrestling, you're there for people who appreciate your talent and to be champion. Mm-hmm. I, that, that, that's what it should be about. So, yeah, you mentioned Ryback. Like Ryback said, you know, oh, it's just a prop, this and that. All right. I bet if you had actually won it that night with CM Punk in the cage, you wouldn't be saying that. You'd be proud of it. And you right. should have been proud of it. And you should be proud. And I, I definitely agree with Ron, what Ron Simmons says. It is everything. Like I said, it means that company is going to put everything they have into promoting you. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's a, you know, it's a reward. It is this sort of, you know, just an acknowledgement of they appreciate what you've been doing. They appreciate your hard work and they think that you have been doing what you've been doing at a top level. And they believe that you can lead the company like that matters. That is a big deal. Like, yeah, it is a prop of a sort. But, you know, so is an Emmy. So is an Oscar. You know, so is a lot of shit. But yeah. it is it, it's what it symbolizes that matters more than anything. And, you know, especially, you know, somebody from his position, like he said, they made the decision to do something that hadn't been done before. And it's like, you know, he asked him, why me? Why not? You You know, exactly. Like, that is that's incredible. And then, like, it just I when I saw this, it was very powerful. It was very kind of moving to me. And I saw this. I was like, why don't they let this motherfucker talk? (laughs) Like, he did more to explain to me why this belt is important in like a minute than you know WWE does sometimes in months or sometimes years. Mm-hmm. It's like it's fucking incredible. Yeah, I would I would li- I would not mind seeing uh Ron Simmons as a manager or somebody. Yeah, yeah something, yeah, for wouldn't, sure. Wouldn't wouldn't be bad at all to see that, but uh and again he sits there and talks about how Bill Watts did what a lot of people wouldn't do. They put a black man as champion. Um yeah. great, great moment for Ron Simmons and a, a, I mean he did he made history that night it's absolutely it's yeah. I mean people you know it, it may only get mentioned you know one month a year um, but it should be mentioned more for sure and like you know and I mean it and obviously it matters a lot like we were talking about just in general to win a championship but when you're a part of a group of people who you know doesn't necessarily get that opportunity very often like even to this day we talked about before when Kofi won you know the, the all the photos of like you know Shad Gaspar getting emotional and MVP getting emotional and just kind of what it symbol you know the symbolism behind it for just the entire group of people in general and then like you know when you had Eddie Guerrero win it, mm-hmm. you know, Rey Mysterio win it, that kind of thing. You know, it's just a group of people who don't often get that moment in the spotlight. They have that moment. That means a lot. And it's just a very wonderful thing to see. 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But I mean, you know, it's it's it it kind of just like I said, it doesn't get talked about enough that I mean, Ron Simmons did he made history. Mm-hmm. He made history, and he was you know, one of the he was the first black man to be that champion right there, and. Like I said, I, I I understand what that meant so much to him. It should. It should mean something to everyone, no matter who is champion. That belt should mean something to you. And like I said, it means that company believes in you. Is it a prop? Fine. You want to call it a prop? It's a prop that, you know what? You said it best. It's a reward. Mm-hmm. It's a reward for your work. And if you're not in it, to have some sort of title around you, what are you doing there? Yeah. What are you doing there? Yeah, it's just not worth it. If you're just there to get a check, fuck, man, go sit behind a desk. Yeah, there's much easier ways. Ah, much better ways instead of just sitting there collecting a check. Don't J- don't don't JTG it. <laughs> Which, by the way, not his fault. They just didn't use JTG and forgot he was there. Oh yeah, I mean, if they're gonna pay you to not get hurt, <laughs> that, that that's a whole other story. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to be competing week in a week out, actually taking these bumps and shit, like, why not try to be the best? Why not try to make your way up to the top? Why not try to, you know, see what it is that you can do, how far you can reach, you know, all, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man, I agree. Um, all right. I got nothing else, to be honest with you, Smark. Um, I think next Friday we'll do the uh, year end. We should probably get to that now before it gets too late and it doesn't mean anything. Right. I will send that to Smark as soon as we get off the air here. I will send that over via messenger to Smark. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and do this Oh, one more time here. I got to burp again. Excuse me. And... Uh, of course, we're going to start out with the high mark. You guys want to be checking out Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz there. They're on, excuse me, Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt. That's right. Want to be listening. Definitely do it. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, Inhuman Experience. Go over. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Click subscribe. If you follow whatever that button says, click it, follow them. You can get it on all the usual podcast platforms and the Everything Unscripted podcast. Definitely want to check out those guys over there. Once again, was on there last uh, last Saturday. Had a great time. Um, I won the debate. I will be back on there. I'll let you know when. But in the meantime, check out those guys on Blog Talk Radio and all the usual podcast platforms. And Stephen Milan, really appreciate you sharing the show. Letterboxd, boxd.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. Catch him over there reviewing those films. Get us on Spreaker. You can find us on Facebook at Dirt Sheet Dudes. You can find us on Stitcher, iHeart, Anchor, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM. Absolutely. Mondays, 830 in the middle of it. Podcast Network, right here on Mixler. Be sure to join our friend, the Cheese Man, Cheese Men, Cheese Master, Cheese on Sports. And also be sure to check out our friends, the Motor City Machine Guns, Thursdays on the Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Also be sure to board the rocket ship because we are visiting our friends at Planet. 
Rack on Tour. It's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, with Papa Dave here, and with Yuck Nasty. 16 episodes is what they got for you, but they also got season two coming soon. So be sure to subscribe so that you will be ready and prepared. Don't want to be caught with your pants down, or do you? Wink, wink. Uh-huh. Anyways, get them wherever you get your podcast. There you go. Season two coming to you. Right. All right. There you go. It's uh, that is going to be the end right there. We appreciate everybody coming on out and joining the chat room. Always download. Appreciate you guys downloading this show. And don't forget Sunday, Valentine's Day. That's right. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Don't forget buy your significant other something that will get you laid. Yeah. There you go. All right. On that note. Adios. If you don't know what to do with yourself, take your drunken ass home. Party's over, man, last 